Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to D Godcast, the podcast for DGens by DGens. I'm JB, one of your menage a trois of hosts here, together with the homies chapter and Slate. What's up, boys? How we doing? What's good, man? Slate Mark Two here. Chappy Wappy Gucci. I so seeing as how this is our first episode, the inaugural flight of this rocket ship, we're gonna take a quick second just to introduce ourselves so you guys know who you're dealing with here. And then we'll get into the business. So like I said, my name's JB. Uh, I'm relatively new to the whole NFT crypto thing by most people's standards. Uh, D-Guys was damn near my introduction to crypto and NFTs. It was like the week that I discovered Solana. I could barely get money, moved over fast enough to mint my D-Gods. But I've loved talking on shit on Twitter my whole life. I just love fucking around on the internet. I fucking love that the vibes that the D-Gods community have brought since day one. So I've been there. And I've been hanging out with the people and I've been meeting the fucking homies and it's been a blast for the four months, whatever it's been since Mint. And now I'm in this weird situation where I have like 2,500 followers on Twitter and like people kind of recognize me and shit, even though I've never tweeted a single meaningful fucking thing in the years that I've had my account. So uh, it's been real. It's been fun. And now we're fucking hosting a podcast and I'm excited to, you know, talk shit with you guys, get to know you guys, get to know some of the D-Gods community and see how we can blow this thing the fuck up. But yeah, pumped to be here. Don't deserve to be here, but I'm going to do the best damn work I can to make this thing pop off. And uh, that's me. Chapter, if you want to intro yourself real quick. Uh, uh, yo, uh, so I go by the name of uh, Blackula. No, I mean Chapter, bro. <laughs> uh, stay woke. Uh, been doing my DD on the gods for like six months. You know, uh, drop some of my delicious alpha on a Twitter space. Now we on a show. Do your own research, though. Uh, yo, clown squad. No nostrils, gang shit. All right. Hell yeah. Slay it. So, yeah, you should have let me go before him because obviously he's going to close it out. But, uh, yeah, I'm no, Slate Mark too. Kind of the same situation as uh, JB here. Like, I just, D-Gods was one of my first uh, NFTs that I got into. And I think it was like a week after mint or maybe two weeks it was early november so like that early hype had died down and i was there for the doldrum days for a while but now <laughs> we hype again so yeah oh yeah worth That's the me. wait well worth the wait we do have uh we have a special guest today frankie the boy the man the myth the legend but uh we are going to start with what's going to be probably the only segment that we do every week on this show and that's just going to be a quick recap on what's happened during the week that we think is uh noteworthy and if y'all have been on d god spaces you've heard chapter go the fuck off and do these things so this will be nothing new to you guys but yeah chapter you want to fucking take it away and then we'll get into the meat and potatoes of this bitch all right uh so yo uh first of all i want to say uh shout out to uh shout out to the dow you know what i mean you know i don't have to be on my phone you know everybody making all those battery jokes and shit you know we're, we're here now we've elevated ourselves you know uh, but, uh, let's see. Uh, so for the recap though, um, let's say, okay. So first off, you know, I want to shout out to all the guys out there doing these dope ass threads on Twitter. You know, my fucking brain is engorged, yo, to all the, the God homies out there taking their time to open source the fruits of their research. You making the world a better place. So salute to y'all. Um, but let's see, uh, as for the recap, let's see, uh, earlier this week, yo, big Frank, he launched the Frankest Typing blog, explaining the significance of the 33.3% and why its death is not synonymous with dishonor for the motherfucking culture. 
So shout out to the literate. We were typing before we were talking. Let's see. Uh, yo, our favorite battery killer, the God sales bot, the content machine that got us either screaming the name of our personal savior or rushing to type free in all caps wherever we see the news. So let's talk sales. February 23rd, rank seven sold for 950 sold. For, yo, right? So for context, yo, that's probably about the same price as like a brand new Tesla Model S. Shit's fucking insane. But bro. It was like $90,000. Bruh, bruh. So the biggest fucking sale though, right, of the fucking month, right, that I seen, rank 204, sold for 9.5 sold. And we got the story. Yo, bruh, so check this out. Yo, this man literally just happened to sign onto the marketplace after a few months of holding his one to God, seen 204 at the floor and John wicked that shit in less than 60 seconds of it being listed, then tore his shirt off, pulled up in the fucking Dow and flexed in all types of unheard levels. Homie hit the feed with the caps and then dropped his own music in the fucking chat. My girl was screaming, bro. that shit was fucking wild. Yo, but since that time, it has switched hands, so I won't be calling out fam specifically, but uh, definitely an incredible moment for us mindfully scrolling our feeds. Yo, uh, shit, bro. It was like the fucking first, uh, for the first one, it was like the luckiest recorded snipe of 2022, right? And uh, then for the other one, bro, the sea opened up and motherfucking Perseus with the audacity and the unmitigated gall pulled up to bring that Medusa head home at like six in the morning, bro. She was early. I was at work. Bruh, yo, salute to the sales bot, bro, for showing us the shit that we never seen before and also capturing the dexterity and acumen of the folks doing their own research on the project. Um, let's see. Uh, what are we talking about? Medusa. Yo, speaking of Medusa, yo, Medusa, bruh, bruh, bro, this shit was so fucking G, bro. Bro, shout out to the man with the plan going ham on the land off chain. One of the most esteemed collectors in the Solana streets, triple OG JPEG gangster Urkan, Dr. Dusa himself, Mr. One of 9,465 dropping a goddamn monumental flex by placing one of the rarest the gods created on a premier fucking economy sized 24 by 24 sandbox land NFT on the Ethereum blockchain. Bro, I don't got the exact coordinates, but I'll tell you, you can look at the map, bro. You really can't miss it, bro. We'll retweet the link, bro. Uh, yo, $10 million. I'm not gonna, dollars. Yeah, bro. I was going to say, bro, I don't even fucking know how much that costs, bro. My mind can't, bro. I'm not good at math, bro. So he I, turned I just, down, turned down Nike for 10 million. He said fucking insane, that's bro. What? Bro, bro. So, you know, it's worth noting, bro. You know what I mean? Like that's the cost, but yo, it's worth noting. It's worth visiting, worth appreciating. Salute to the OG Urcon. Yo, be sure to read the description when you find it. Yo, uh, yo, speaking of the description, bro, it leads us to our brother Minoj, the myth, the legend. The prodigal son, the meme, the king. Yo, Minoj returned to the Dow this weekend. The first and honestly probably the last man with no to God in his possession to receive an honorary role to come through. Yo, man pulled up in the God chat and it was all love. Some people were in the chat crying. Frank was sending butterfly emojis all in the chat. Shit was wild, bro. It was, it was a beautiful thing, though. Yo, so, you know, what are you going to do? Yo, shout out to the homie Minoj. I'm glad you safe. Take care of yourself, fam. Yo, salute um let's see uh yo the most epic sleepover nobody ever heard about you know brought forth the auctions right the auctions for dust yo with ductions officially launched dust auctions officially launched yo the first order of business is one with utility the, the shadowy super coder 
to the highest bidder, current bid price. I don't even know. You guys know? Yo, last time I seen, bro. 4,500. Like, Jesus Christ, bro. Okay, yeah. Well, I, last time I looked, it was like 3,000, bro. So, like, well, shit. Hours bro, so you, to go, too. Yeah, right? Holy fuck. All right, so, yo, speaking of dust, you know, the order books for dust have officially been announced for peer-to-peer -peer trading of dust for soul in the name of safety. So you Anons aren't jeopardizing or compromising yourselves behind closed doors or in any other shady official or unofficial avenues. Uh, order books have been announced on Radium and the token marketplace over at Famous Fox Federation. Shout out to the three Fs, the plot's thickening, dead gods coming, uh, not to mention the motherfucking burns coming. And then, uh, yo, disclaimer, uh, the Degods team and official partners provide utility for Dust and do not officially or unofficially designate or specify any monetary value to Dust. One Dust is equal to one Dust. None <laughs> of this is financial advice. Entertainment only. Gang. Gang, gang. Hell yeah. I got a uh, fucking gorgeous, <laughs> dude. Jesus. <laughs> Hell yeah. I got um, two fucking things I'm going to add on to that. Because we had both of the Solana founders rocking D-God's PFPs at the same damn time. Oh shit, I'm going to lose my job. At You're the right. same damn Unreal. time. Unreal. Unreal. Read, read the game notes chapter. They were in there. And then we had... And this is for the boys. This is for the Mickeys. That fucking boy, Prince Akeem, with the double Mickey, Mickey visor, Mickey polo, real life D-God shit, hopping in the PJ and fucking taking a trip around the country to go visit all the uh, the Mickey's locations. Those boys do that shit wild on Twitter. I love it. Every bro, time. I didn't even see that. I did not see that. That's insane. Yeah, I'll send it to you, bro. I'm deep in the Mickey rabbit hole. It's the best. I'm fucking glad that you guys are here, bro, because I'm just saying the shit that I seen, bro. Hey, so, hey, salute, bro. I'm glad you're here, bro. We got you, man. Teamwork. Make the dream work. All right. So that's our, our weekly uh, recap that has been much requested. Uh, some would say is the genesis of this podcast as a whole. Yeah, so you guys can shut this shit off now. <laughs> All right. Chapter later, bro. We'll see you next week. All right. I'm rugging. I'm out. <laughs> um, that, that being said, we, uh, we do have a guest today uh, to interview, if you can call it that. Uh, very special guests, the man, the myth, the legend, the social experimenter himself, uh, the porn stash fucking king, the daddy, if you will, the one that we owe all of our sweet, sweet lives on uh, crypto Twitter and and uh, in NFTs and all this fucking bags we're making off of these D gods that we own now too. Uh, Dad boy, Frank, how you doing? Hey, man, that was the nicest intro of all fucking time. Super hyped to be here. Thanks. I just pulled that shit off the dome. <laughs> Let's go. Let's fucking go. So, Frankie, like we said, uh, we had a structure for this interview. We were going to go over the whole history of D gods, and we were going to try and uh, you know make it like a boring, intro. boring snoozer. Hey, but you know, yeah, we bro. There's like fucking twelve podcasts out there, or twelve interviews. You know, like Frank's done on his you know worldwide. Yeah, guys, campaign. we supposed to have a marketplace. We did it. And now we're here. Yeah. It's like all right. We're, yeah, we're here. We're, we're caught up. PHBT didn't fucking work, you know. Yeah, ten thousand PFPs, three soul mint. Yo, speaking of PHBT, I I just saw today someone posted the stats for like the DAOs with the most money, and I, we have yeah. the most money out of any DAO apparently. Uh, and that's just like up. in the month since we got rid of PHBT. Yeah, it's pretty sick, and I liked how they did it because it was it wasn't just on the soul value; it was also on the NFT value. And you guys know the D Alpha squad is going nuts. A lot of the NFTs we bought have like done pretty well in, in terms of when we bought them. So it's pretty sick. I think somebody calculated for us it was like 150 or 200 soul gain on uh, 
like a 500 soul basically worth of acquisitions and we still have like 3700 in liquid soul in there right now it's just it's just hacking up. who the fuck is making those calls man Dude, you guys gotta get gotta get on that channel. It's called D Alpha. I'm actually actively recruiting, so we got Solstice in there. He's not as active as he was when he first started, but I'm gonna talk to him because uh, we want to get like some of the best crypto alpha, especially NFT alpha people, in that chat. But we've had some pretty uh, crazy calls so far. I think someone posted I mean, one today that was like a point two mint. It's at four soul and pretty pretty liquid volume fuck, as well, dude. But yeah, I gotta start getting yeah, on Discord, bro. I'm in the wrong. I channel, just discovered bro. it yesterday, and like once they post something on there, you better have the trigger fingers, Twitter fingers, to to buy right. it right away because it's going up two or Black. three soul right away. Solstice is a yeah. big ad, man. That's a huge recruit for fucking D Alpha. Yeah, dude. And he used to fun us the most, and now he's like a homie with <laughs> yeah. guys, which word. is fucking sick. It's yeah, kind of tough a- because. Yeah, go, go for ahead. it. No, 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 no. Finish that. Oh, no. I was going to say, it's kind of tough because you don't necessarily want to make your entire community flippers, but at the same time, like, that's a great way to have a community of people that are doing research, you know, in a decentralized way to make more soul, make more money. So it's part of the thing where you got to balance the culture. But yeah, dude, I'm super pro people trading and flipping uh, NFTs yeah. and getting out. And yeah. honestly, bro, like, you got to build liquidity one way. Like, I'm still playing with the same soul I deposited in fucking October or September of last year. Like, the same 10 soul bag. That's chess, bro. That's Holy shit. Yeah. You, fu- yeah. you got to do it. You know what I mean? So, that's, I I mean, is it bad if we have like the ballest, ballinest, biggest bag in holding fucking D Dow because we have the best alpha? Not at all. I don't think so. I'm about that. But speaking of the FUD, a, I fucking love how now that we're popping off, every single influencer on Twitter has thirty three point three percent in their name. Like everybody is like, and they all call D gods at four soul. Like yeah, everybody exactly. called D gods at four soul. Every single yeah, person. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Funny story. I uh, first of all, I don't like call shit because I'm wrong ninety percent of the time. So like, I call shit on my Twitter, but I'm, I like when it hits, I don't fucking retweet it and be like, oh, I called this shit. Because there's a hundred yeah. other tweets for every one of those that was fucking wrong. So I feel like I don't deserve to do that. But I did scoop uh, two D gods off the whiz. I don't know if he's like still active in chat or not, but he's Kooks boy. Like they, he's been around for a while. Two D gods P2P for four soul. Like back in the day, he needed liquidity for, I don't know, a mint or like IRL stuff. And I, I was like, yeah, I'll grab basically all of his D gods for four soul at the time. And now every time I see a tweet about the floor price, I fucking tag it. And I'm like, how do you feel? You fucking <laughs> I tweeted about this, but I sold one of my uh, D gods for 4.5 soul when we were uh, down, you know, Tough. Um, definitely regret that one right now. Tough. Uh, by the way, let me just say this guy's like, um, you know, I'm here in person with AK, got to meet up with him. We're working on this sprint together. And he was just kind of showing me what the discord looked like when I was less active in it and um, during like December, November. And I was thinking about it. And I was like, fuck, man, honestly, if you sold around those times, like I don't blame you. Like I don't think you did a good job because you pretty much might have sold it for a loss if you bought on the secondary. But uh, dude, it was pretty dark and it definitely has been a comeback. So yeah, dude, I don't blame you, Slate. It was pretty nasty. Not gonna the lie. only yeah. time we'd hear from you would be like two, three in the morning and you'd be like, I just smoked a blunt. Let's talk. And we'd be like, we need to get Frank <laughs> yeah. high all the fucking time. It's the only yeah, time. Yeah, I remember those memes. Yeah. <laughs> About time he starts yeah, dude, fucking It was working. just so fucking stressful, man. It's like not an excuse looking back on it, but it was like, fuck, man, the, the game plan that we tried out, like PHPT wasn't working. Everything we tried wasn't working. And it just felt like, fuck, Every time I go into Discord, which I understand. So I'll, get, I'll break it down for people that are minting new projects that are like looking for stuff like this. The thing is, 
is like if you have a founder that doesn't come in the discord that often and it, the project's not mooning then like every time they come in the discord everyone's just bottled up and they're like we're not, we don't know when we're gonna see this guy again so we're just gonna unleash like all of our criticism all of our thoughts all of our stuff right at the moment that that person comes in yeah so i was word. stuck in this loop of like yo everyone was basically piling on me as soon as i came in and it was like making me feel like i want to come in less that's why i stuck to mostly twitter but looking yeah. back on it that was just wasn't acceptable and uh what it ultimately took was just dedicating a lot of time to being active again so that you're not stuck in that loop where every time you come in it's only complaints but i see that with a lot of new projects where yeah the founders just get overwhelmed by the community and uh they just didn't know what they were signing up for at the end of the day but that's that's the name of the game you you gotta be ready for that shit yeah dude with you it was like a complete 180 like you're definitely reinvigorated uh to like take the project to new heights and i know you had that like that pep talk we'll call it from ak and nemesis and all of them but is there any other reasons that like you know you're on sicko mode right now before you before you go frank before you go frank so i i'm not really a discord guy like i'm more of a fucking twitter guy it's just easier for me to keep up with and do my thing and shit but uh i will say like a lot of people ask me uh you know in the last months or whatever would bring up D gods. Cause I've always had the PFP and they'd be like, yo, what the fuck is the deal? When is this shit going to drop? And I would always just be like, honestly, dude, I don't fucking know. Cause I don't pay attention, but I heard you on, I want to say it was like a big brain space or maybe it was a D God space way back in the mm-hmm. day. And literally it was, it was like one of the first bases and you were just talking about the whole like game theory, the fucking funnel thing or whatever it was. And I, yeah. I heard that one thing and I was like, yo, this dude like may not be doing anything right now. And I don't, I don't fucking know if he is or not, but this guy is not going to stop until D gods is a fucking thing. So, I mean, I meant to one, you guys burned it for my tattoo. Let's go. And I got fucking Let's three go. out, of it, out of the, yeah. so I, I oh, held shit. three. Yo, I didn't know you were the tattoo dude, JB. I'm, yeah, me, how did you not know that, bro? Like the OGs, bro. Bro, I, I bro, I'm, well, yeah, bro. But when the fucking the oath, bro, for me, bro, when the yeah. oath was going on, I was like kind of in and out. I was like, oh, the oath, and I'm like reading all this fucking shit on Twitter. I'm like, so ah, yeah, and I fucking thing. bounced out. Here's the thing about the oath. The the oath was kind of fucking cringe because I saw a lot of people take it, and I saw like. A lot of people maybe followed through, but a lot of people are just like, you never fucking saw it again. And it was like, JB yep, was yep. on the ass too when that happened. He was tweeting, like, did you go to the Parthenon yet? Did you set bro, up the flag? So, do? I remember that shit, bro. Dude, me, me, me and that guy have DM'd a couple of times because he had me blocked at one point because literally every time he would post, I would comment on it on Twitter when Parthenon, because his deoth was, if you burn my shit, I'll go to the fucking Parthenon. And he had DM'd me about it when it was like deoth season. He was like, yo, I think, yeah. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna do the oath. Like, I'm a couple hours from Greece. Like, I'll go. I, I have a, a fucking shitty little project called the Solana Lottery. He was like, bro, I'm gonna hang a flag. It'll be D Gods. I'll put a little like Solana Lottery logo on there, all this shit. So when his shit got burned, every time he tweeted, I was like, all right, let's fucking see it, bro. Let's fucking see it. And <laughs> I guess he got sick of it because he blocked me. And like, I found out he blocked me at one point and we kind of DM'd about it. And I was like, yo, honestly, dude, like, I'm, I'm, I wasn't trying to like be a dick or anything. Like, you're still like, He's a good guy. We've talked and shit, but like you, it's just you, for the memes. You bro. fucking, yeah. but like when Parthenon. it's for the memes, but also you fucking <laughs> yeah. promised you were gonna do something. Yeah. You got to fucking do that shit. And uh, yeah, so that was a little bit of a tangent, but uh, yeah, I got. No, I'm, da- I'm I'm down to talk about the oath, but I'll answer the first question real yes, quick, which is like what that. made us like kind of go 180 sicko mode, dude. I'll be 100 percent honest. 
it was just straight burnout, bro. Like, uh, and I don't like admitting it because I'm a tough guy or whatever. I'm like, I, I can power through a lot of shit. But it was just, dude, after the mint, after PHBT, like the marketplace, like the marketplace getting fucked, all the refunds, just everyone being really upset, all the clown emojis. It was just like feeling like we were fighting an uphill battle. And and uh, I just cont- throughout the the year of 2021, um, I was just getting more and more burnt out. And then it was like December, that pep talk you guys are referring to. So for people that don't know, this is basically what happened. I was just not as active on the Discord. I was still pretty regularly shitposting on Twitter, but like no excuses are being made. Like D-Gods was not moving in the way that people wanted D-Gods to be moving. D-Gods wasn't moving in the way I wanted it to be moving. And uh, I just felt a little bit lost. And uh, Nemesis, AK, and G2K like basically forced me through multiple channels like they messaged taylor they messaged finn they were like we need frank to get on this call and during that call i was doing the same stuff where i was saying hey guys i'm kind of like burnt we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and they were just not especially nemesis was just not giving me an inch like uh nemesis was just saying dude like you're fucking up right now like this is not acceptable answer we need like accountability etc etc bring us on like compensate us like do all this stuff and just kind of gave me the playbook to, to help bring the community back. And uh, I think there's a lot of bad things that could happen to D-Gods if they weren't as stern with me on that call as they were. Because the thing about Twitter, especially when you're mostly on Twitter, you kind of only see the good stuff and there's not that much bad stuff. Especially being someone like Frank and the D-Gods community is very nice and positive And they like, you know, they're kind to me, which is super nice. And I'm very appreciative of that. But it also doesn't let you see the real shit that's kind of happening and how people actually feel. So from my perception, things weren't as bad with D-Gods, even when things were objectively bad, because I was kind of like only looking at the flowery, colorful stuff. So when they really pulled that curtain back and they were like, you're losing amazing members of the community every day, things are going badly. It was just a fucking wake up call. Like, dude, there's something special here and we need to do something with it and we need to make it great because it deserves that. And that's ultimately kind of what got us to turn 180. And that's when we were trying to ideate what would be a big thing to do in 2022. And, uh, you know, it was that's kind of where the idea for Dust started to stem from is we just got to do something that's not like small, like DXYZ or D Palace, where it's kind of like a tool for the internal community. But what's going to create some real fucking hardcore game theory and make people make difficult decisions because that's what's engaging. That's what people are going to actually care about. There's going to be some big plays big arbitrages, big moves being made. And that's the only thing that matters in this space when it's moving so fast. And so I think like that's what made us turn 180 is when we got aligned around an idea that felt actually fucking exciting, not something that five, 10 people were just saying was exciting, but most people didn't think was exciting, which is what 90% of our ideas before that were. Yeah. Yeah. No, Nemesis is a savage dude. So I, uh, I Nem is a savage that, for sure. And honestly, AK2. AK2 I, was a big time footer, you know, and that's why I fuck with him so heavy yeah. when we were like bringing him on. I was just like, yo, this guy is not only is a massive bag holder, he bought all his D gods at the top. So he's incentivized, but also he, every time he was just so on top of the discord, so ready to like give feedback, but also be a savage that I was like, bro, if we can get this guy aligned with us and bring him on the team. I mean, we could do a lot of amazing things. And I feel like he is just one of the most crucial pieces of our team uh, it like sounds today. like i should have been active in the discord because i probably would have been on there <laughs> and either sold or been like god this frank guy's a fucking pussy dude he hasn't done anything in months and then you've been like yo you want to be a mod i'll pay you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean basically dude a- 
Go for AK it. AK basically had to save the project, dude, because, uh, yeah, he would have been financially ruined otherwise. <laughs> he got <laughs> he saved his own bag. He fucking thanos it. He was like, I'll do it myself. <laughs> Fuck it. Smart, dude. dude. straight up. Kid no, is a beast, man. So Kid is a beast. Was, he was, derugged. He derugged it. Dude. I, derugged. I heard that on that on whatever podcast that was, and I was like, that is fucking wild as shit. A, that you would even admit that, but then that, that like happened behind the scenes. But speaking of AK and the fucking all the new members of the team and shit, who all was in LA when you flew them over? Was it just chill or is AK like permanently in LA or what? Give me the no, give me like so, the breakdown of the team yeah, and like yeah I'll give you the breakdown of the sleepover about. that's happening right now. Sleepover. So we're all we're all still in arbitrage. We basically got an Airbnb and uh, it's just like dude, it's way easier to work on like when we're talking about so much of detail of all the work that we're doing, whether it comes to auctions or dead gods or whatever we're doing, it gets like really difficult to do that remotely. So uh, we basically flew out AK from Singapore and then chill from uh, France and then we have. Mateo, who's also in like Southern California, nice. and uh, that's scum. And then yep. we have Sir Candy Apple, who was on the Particles team, who I saw his one of one, and I was like, holy fuck, this is next level. Um, and we talked to him. He sent us like a few samples of what he would do with Dead Gods. I don't think we've released anything that he's made, but his shit is also fire. And we have Delilah just training everyone on the team over like the course of the last, like the first few days that we were here. And now we're all ripping attributes uh, left and right. Jeez. And so we've all basically been arbitrage for like since almost a week and a half now and i think tomorrow is our last day together because uh, everybody has to go back but uh we've gotten a pretty good working cadence it's nice to get aligned with ak on on the front lines like just in person walking through whiteboarding and all this stuff so that's kind of the makeup of everyone that's out here right now bro i have fucking seen i've almost bid on candy apple shit i just pulled up his twitter because i noticed like he came out of nowhere he's the, the holdo guy artist. isn't he the the holdo guy the uh yeah, yeah, yeah that's the whole yeah. guy, bro. That fucking shit is sick. It's that the animated thing, bro. That's fuck, bro. Yeah, that's yeah. hard as yes. fuck. And bro. it's like obviously that's not in the style of Dead Gods in any way, but it just showed that it wasn't even about the art on that one. It just showed that the guy had fucking taste because it was just tastefully done. You know, Word. like the way the rain was falling in the background, the whiskey bottle was like moving a little yeah, bit. That was yeah. kind of rare sick. to see someone with that artistic. Someone taste. linked me that. I'll send it to you right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and then Mateo's shit is fire, dude. The fact that you fire, I don't know if you like could say you scalped him from DAA, but the fact that he's scalp. In the squad <laughs> straight, is scalp. Real. straight scalp, we can say it, bro. He's, <laughs> he's in the other room right now. We straight scalp that guy. Hell I'm, yeah, I'm pushing him to do more D God stuff after this, but um, yeah, dude, Delilah's just like a f- one of a kind, to be honest, because it's pretty rare that you meet somebody that's as logical and like can talk about all the crypto stuff and understand it but also it was just raw with the art and innovative and unique. And so we really have a gem in, in Delilah. Like a and, left brain, uh, right brain type shit. Exactly. That's the thing. And uh, so I was really hyped about that. And now that now that Delilah has multiple people that can work alongside, it's pretty helpful as well. Yeah. Um, that was I, burnout material right there, working on all the trade. We're basically making a new collection here, you know, like yeah. doing, redoing every single trait. And so it was going to be a burnout if we didn't have help for Delilah. So I'm Our really Delilah... And Taylor, actual females. I think they're um, Frank's personas, you know. Yeah. They're all Frank. Yeah, I was gonna say because I think they're all Frank. Yeah, Frank. There's a, there's actually like a lot of theories out there, bro. Like that really that the reason why they don't talk is because you're on the God's main account or you're on your account, you know, shit like that. So really, I think what the streets want to know is. Are these like real people or are you really just out here just doing you this whole project the tough by yourself? Yeah. Right have you, you, have you ever seen Delilah and Frank tweet at the same time? No. 
Are you guys bringing in the time? No. Okay, I'm about to do something I feel like I've never... Let's go, boy. It's D-Godcast episode one. Let's fucking okay. go. All right, all right. So this is what happened. Early days with D-Gods. Um, we we live near this place called Delilah's. And okay. uh, it's, a, it's like a restaurant in Los Angeles. So uh, yeah, we were just trying to think of some code names. And uh, yes, so Delilah and Taylor are both guys. Hell yeah. And oh, I know it's Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. my God. I know, it's a wow. Show. And actually, Yo. I feel really relieved to say this right now because I think both of them are incredibly smart. And I can't wait for Delilah to be on a podcast with you guys. Hell We've yeah. always just been nervous because early on, I think people really took off to the fact that they thought that they were girls. And we were just kind of in a sprint session. And so we didn't really take any time to clear it up. And it kept getting like a bigger, it kept becoming a bigger and bigger deal. And so we just never really like cleared the air on that. But it feels pretty good to say because I want people to hear, you know, what they have to say about D-Gods because they've both been, re- Taylor especially, people don't realize, is, and AK can back it up because he's here and seeing it in person, is actually like really integral to this project, but just not in a public facing way. Sure. And obviously Delilah is a beast. Facts. So I'm actually really excited for you guys to hear Delilah uh, talk about the art. And um, yeah, basically they're, they're both they've guys. They've been hiding yeah. for months. And we've been nervous to like say that because people, Yes. <laughs> i'll fucking tell you right yeah. now dude i delilah is on twitter now right and obviously everyone's like yeah. tagging her and like good or him jesus uh <laughs> tagging him and being like yo the, the dead gods are savage blah 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 and uh they fired off a tweet to like somebody's response and it was something about like being a sigma personality yeah. or whatever and i commented <laughs> yeah. on it with the are you sure you don't mean ligma and everybody was on my ass like you wouldn't fucking dare do that to delilah and now everyone knows that it's just a dude that i was about to tell to lick my balls i think they might have uh taken those tweets back bro i just i just want to say one thing we did not know this before the podcast started we did not know that delilah and taylor were guys no that was one of my questions i had written down (laughs) yeah Yeah, a few people have figured i think uh, a few people have figured it out but i mean so let me just get an official statement on this to clarify for people that are listening on this. Like we had no intention to catfish or anything like that. And that's why they've been like less active, I guess, on the public communication channels, Delilah more so. It was just one of those things where it never felt like the right time to be like, make a random announcement. Like, hey guys, by the way, Delilah and Taylor are both guys. And like, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, I'd be like, and okay. so, and yeah, so I think it's good to get that out. And now I feel like we can finally open the air. So once Dead Gods launches, let's get Delilah on a fucking podcast there with you go. guys. Because sure. the way that Delilah thinks about this shit and the art, like I was saying, the logic and, and the art, artistry, it's just like I have never heard anybody talk about art in, in this way. It's so detailed, so thought-provoking. And uh, yeah, I think, I think I'm excited for that. So yeah, We don't, we don't want pumped. detailed and thought-provoking on this podcast. Oh, no, never no, mind. I'm just playing. Fuck no, the we, yeah, we, uh, we got we got to have somebody big brain on here because I mean I don't I, speaking for myself, but Amy. Yo, but I feel like this makes so much sense why we didn't get those fucking feet pics from fucking Taylor when everybody was like, oh feet oh, pics, yeah. feet pics, feet pics. I don't know what the fuck, bro. I'm not like what dude. That was that was the moment. That was hairy like, as fuck. fuck. We cannot. Yeah, we cannot reveal this shit at all because, like, that was the moment that came out of nowhere. Everyone was asking yeah, for people. Bro, people we were, were hyped yeah. for toes. That shit was insane. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, bro, like, me, I'm just not, I'm not that guy, bro. I'm not like, yo, no. like, pull them toes out. You know what I mean? But, well, you gotta, no, most of those people were joking. Like, hey, fucking when feet pics, anyone. Hey, uh, I don't know, bro. Time. It was getting pretty, uh, you know, I won't say explicit, but, you know, people were pretty detailed <laughs> about, you know, what type of, uh, you know, digits they wanted to see, you know, but uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that kind of uh, makes my next question a little bit less uncomfortable to ask. Who is 
the hottest on the team. Like, who's the fucking man Delilah. rocket of the man rocket? Delilah. No straight kidding, up. dude. Oh, straight really? up? Wow. No. We, we joke Let's about go. it internally. We joke about it internally that, like, Delilah is the perfect human being because uh, he's just absolutely jacked. He's fucking beautiful. A fucking he, man. He's dime. an incredible artist. Yeah, incredible artist. And on top of that, he's just fucking smart as shit. Like, he got into Jesus. crypto last year. We're so now that everyone knows we're all guys, I guess. We're all like, we've all been homies for, for a while now. And uh, it's just sick that we had the, the right uh, pairing of talent to make an NFT project. But that's also why I'm so confident we're going to be able to build this in the long term because there's none of that like professional bullshit when you meet somebody for the first time online and you're like, oh, how do we split this? It's like everything we do is basically just split equally. Everything we work on is like we know who's going to work on what. Same thing when we bring up brought on chill onto the team. It's like, all right, there's an equal member now. Like we're all going to be in this thing together. Like, and that's just the men mentality you get to have when you're really comfortable working with the people and you trust everyone around you. So we all are neighbors. Basically, we met before we were neighbors. We decided to move in together before we knew we were going to do a big project or anything. We just all knew we wanted to work on something together. And uh, yeah, no, Delilah is by far the most beautiful fucking human. I can't wait for him to hear this. He's the most beautiful <laughs> Damn, human being on bro. the planet. He's the most talented person. He's fucking smart as shit. It's unfair, dude. Delilah. So now that Delilah can finally talk, I think it's going to be so bullish oh, for yeah. you yeah, guys. Fuck because, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. People need to hear. Fuck Frank. People need to hear Delilah. Like straight yeah, up. Yeah, dude. Like, we need to dox Delilah, bro. <laughs> we need to dox Delilah. Maybe not dox, but you guys got to hear her for <laughs> yeah, sure. I, yeah. uh, I'm not gonna lie. I was I was hoping it would be Finn, and I don't know if it's just because the PFP is so fucking spicy on Finn, but I just yeah. assumed it would be Finn. But now it makes sense that Delilah probably has the rarest PFP with the Medusa being the fucking man dime of the group. Yeah, it's funny because that one's not even in the collection, but Delilah gets licensed because you know Fair. Look, Delilah has. By the way, Delilah has, I think, the most mythics out of anybody in the uh, on the core team. Maybe it's like AK because AK is just a, a savage. He's been sniping since like like from the top to the bottom to the. So he's gotten a lot, but uh, oh, Delilah buys art. Like she, she, he. I guess I can say <laughs> he's been buying like yeah. uh, he's been buying some stuff that he just likes at whatever price, basically. So yeah, Delilah's kind of a savage. Did you guys? You all minted presale, right? Did you guys mint like a pool and did you pick or did you like each mint your own? And then you were like, fuck you, Delilah. Like, how did you get so many mythics? No, we minted a pool um, during the second presale. This thing that sucks is like, we basically have given out all of those for D God week bounties um, and just bounties and for, for refunds or whatever. So we, I think we all have bought every bag that all of the whole uh, core team has, which we keep in like a kind of secret wallet for everyone is, uh, like we've all bought them off secondary since like since day one. So we bought tops, we bought bottoms, like same thing. Mm -hmm. I think the most recent one, we've all bought at least like three or four in the last week, kind of like insider trading because we know shit's about to pop, <laughs> but we all bought. We, we, I don't think anybody on the team has sold. Maybe AK sold bleep a that few. Out, but bleep that out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. AK sold a few, I think, but you know, he deserves it. He's been, he's been grinding and uh, he's, yeah. So, but I think nobody else on the team has, has sold any, but we've been buying. I think my bag on D Gods, I guess, dude, you guys are getting all the craziest info. Delilah and Taylor guys. So I think I hold like 25 to 30 D Gods on a bunch of different wallets, but uh, I think that number is way too small. Like, uh, way too small, yeah. dude. But it I, always comes out of my, you know, it always comes out of the team's bags when we do uh, giveaways and stuff like that. Cause I don't want it to be like somebody gets a fresh D God that we just buy off the market or whatever. So right. we've, uh, we always do giveaways from our own bags, but. I hate now. I hate giving them away for sure. Yeah, like, I'm, dude. I'm done with that shit. Yeah, fuck bro. That. I gave away a yeah. D god in a fucking Solana lottery game that I made like 1.5 soul off of the entire fucking <laughs> game. 
Come on. Hey, rug. Yeah. <laughs> Super rug. God damn, bro. I was trying not to rug my own project and I was giving away <laughs> rugs in return. Fucking A. Bro. Um, yeah. So you said that you guys have like all been homies for a while and you knew that you like wanted to create a project together. But what like made you want to create specifically like an NFT project and shit? And you can just say the money if you want because that's probably everyone's first. No, I'm not going to lie. I think I've said it in multiple podcasts. When it came to it at first, it was definitely I wasn't the money. Listening, man. Oh yeah, yeah. When it came to it at first, so people ask uh, to re- repeat the question: What got us into making an NFT project? Why did we decide to do it? At first, honest answer: We just did the math, and we were like, "Holy fuck!" Like we could make a lot of money by building an NFT project. And uh, we are all good guys. We're all homies, and I think I mentioned this on another podcast too, where I was just saying to all of us: the thing we're all pretty fulfilled in life before doing, you know, D gods. And so the goal was never to rug or do something just for the money itself, but it makes it exciting for a group of like pretty talented, ambitious guys to work on something when you have like a really big uh, pot of gold, I guess, at the end of the tunnel. So I think that's what got everyone to work as hard on D gods as possible, especially like when we were first getting started and think of the idea. Um, that's definitely what got us started. What got us like really pumped about it to actually get to mint. Cause I'm sure we all have buddies everyone has gotten like, oh, dude, we should do an NFT project. It's like the most common thing in 2021 to say with a group of, you know, 20 something guys. So everyone has the idea. But what got us to the actual mint phase to the pre-sale phase was just seeing that the idea was catching fire. The community was fucking unreal. And we were like, holy fuck, this is actually something real. We should drop everything else we're doing and just focus on this. And that's pretty much been what what kept us going and actually to get to mint. Because most products just don't... You, everyone sees the rugs, but what people don't see is if you just go on how rare is, and there's like 30 products minting today, and not, and 99% of those don't even like sell out or don't, don't even get close to selling out. So just to even get to mint was uh, the goal was honestly, yeah, we want to build something massive, and the money just helps us not do anything else because we all kind of I always had a pretty pretty high paying job at a startup uh, for growth engineering, and uh, other guys on the team were working in the startup space, working in the entertainment industry. Everyone is making like a pretty decent bag before. So it wasn't like, oh, dude, we need this to feed our fucking families. It was just more like, yo, what could be cooler than making something like this? And part of what makes it cool is definitely making a lot of money. But uh, now we're like, okay, the money thing is cool. But how do we make this thing the biggest thing in now the world? Now you got to be and the best. Yeah. yeah, now we want to be the best because that's what a group of fucking Sigma guys want to do together is like, yo, Ligma fuck guys. all this. We, we're, we're playing magic internet money. Let's be the best in the game. Like, why not? I got yeah, that's where we're at right now. I got a spicy one. What happened to all the mint money? So all the mint money, for the most part, is just still sitting in Solana. Uh, I think we spent about nine thousand souls so far. Four thousand of that was a mix of refunds and uh, the self bitch tax and just different administrative stuff before we were taking it out of the royalties and the DAO wallet for paying employees and like mods. And uh, yeah, dude, most of it is sitting on Solana. I think the team has just cashed out like. Each of us have done a different amount, but I think it's like close, nothing crazy because we're all mad bullish on Solana, like under 100K per, per yeah. team member. So it's not, yeah. And everything's just still sitting in Solana. Now you're locked yeah. in until Sol hits fucking two. No, literally, we're all fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wish we were just rugging and we sold it all at the top. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I wish that was the case. <laughs> Bro, I, I wish that for you too. That but now we're hard. like bag holders to the maximum, 100%. Um, yeah, just so not even one like good purchase like nobody has a fucking dope ass thing they got with mint money that you 
calls. But. I took my brother to a courtside Lakers game um, at the season opener. Um, oh, that's dope. That was like probably the biggest okay. one. And those were, because I, I always promised them, you know, hey, little bro, like, yo, if I ever do something big, if I ever make a bag and like that, it, I'll promise you, like, we'll go to, because we've been Laker fans since day one. I yeah. promise you, I will take you. And, uh, and we did that and it was fucking sick. LeBron was like five feet away from us. Mm, it, wow. was, it was, we lost the game, you know, to the Warriors, which sucked. But that was probably like the biggest purchase because that was like ten grand a seat. Outside of that, dude, no, we we still live in the same apartment. I know it's a cliche to say or whatever, but like seriously, it doesn't even appeal to any of us to have like a crazy lifestyle or anything like that. Word. It's just nice to know if we ever do need money, it'll be there. Um, yeah. But nah, nothing crazy yet, dude. Wait, wait till we wait till we get to the number one project and things are really humming. And I told I, I saw I spoke about this in another pro- podcast too. To me, I've built a business before that was like pretty successful. Humble and brag. I'd say like what I, no, I mean, it's okay. It's not <laughs> nothing crazy. Uh, but the, the biggest lesson that I learned from that one and why I ultimately burned out and it ended up just not going in the end of it like really well was just, I never exercised what, what they called the vacation rule. And the vacation rule, it's not about you wanting or needing to take a vacation. It's just like, does the business work when you're not there? And if you were to take two weeks off, does the business continue to work? Does the project continue to work? And uh, until we get to that place where it will continue to grow exponentially, even if one of the core team members isn't there working on it, like 24-7, we just have not made it yet. And I think we're pretty far off from that. But it'll be, you know, that at that point, I think we'll do something crazy. But all of us are pretty young and we, we think Solana is going to go to over $1,000 at some point, probably not soon, but at some point. So there's no real incentive to do anything and trade it in the USD right now or anytime soon. Um, and if the, if the community or the project needs the money to do something big, if there's like a really big idea that's even bigger than what the Dow wallet has, dude, of course, we're going to dip into those funds. But obviously, it would be nice not to have to because that's our nest egg. But, uh, you know, we spent, yeah, we spent nine grand, I think, in Seoul, nine grand Seoul, nine grand dollars of Seoul <laughs> from the Mint Fund already on the community. And now it's self-sustaining, which goes to my thesis on like, making this a self-sustaining project but uh we'll, we'll see where it goes out but you guys are asking the spicy questions hopefully you guys are getting the spicy answer i don't think i've ever said any of this in public like ever before oh That's no this I is the alpha bro yeah yeah i was gonna say yeah you making the godcast the podcast hey you about to make us number one frank hey so uh keep spilling the beans <laughs> <laughs> yeah what um, you doing the uh rams won the super bowl Dude, I, we were all flipping out. I, I'm less of a football fan than I'm a basketball fan, but I had like I had a lot of money on the Rams money line Same. and the spread. I lost the spread money. I and, had so uh, much money on the sick. Bengals spread. It was fucking sweet. Oh, dude. I think I remember seeing your tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, dude. Joe Burrow well, and Bill like that. Right? Anybody on Twitter to take the spread, bro? But nobody fucking nobody was taking it. Um, sprinkle nah, the dude, money line. I, I just think Aaron Donald, bro. It was like I know that uh, I know that MVP, Cooper Cup got the MVP. Yeah, I was gonna That's say, but Aaron Donald with that sack, dude. Oh my god, bro. My dad is like, different. I think it was like, how does fucking Stafford not get the MVP? Which we're Packer fans, so I was like, fuck Matt Stafford, yeah. he's a pussy. But dude, Aaron Donald <laughs> literally won y'all the fucking Super Bowl with those last two plays, and he did not get MVP. I'm also kind of pissed because I had some money on fucking defensive player, which was like plus a thousand, I think, for MVP. So that would have been a fat bag for me. But yeah, agreed. Damn. Yeah, that was a tough game to bet on even. Like everything was so, uh, what's the word? Ar- like everything was just arbitrage to perfection, all the lines. So I literally missed my spread because it hit, it like, you know, I had minus four, I think. So yeah. it was just like, fuck, man. I'm going to snitch they, on myself they, they, real quick. What does arbitrage yeah. mean? Arbitrage is just like, uh, man, what is a good way to find? You know, if you see like, Don't let's just say you me. see apples. Be- 
No, no, no. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. It's like if you see apples being sold at one market for one dollar and you see apples at another market being sold so like for hedging, two dollars. Hedging your bet. No, it, bro, it's it's Fuck. like it's like the opportunity, it's like, bro. It's the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Economic opportunity. Yeah, it's oh, it's okay. it's yeah. an advantage, bro. That's what it is, bro. Yeah, so, so like let's just say the market apples are one dollar there, two dollars there. You buy an apple for a dollar and you go to the other market and you sell it for two dollars. It's kind of like when there's different prices on exchanges for Bitcoin. You know, that's how SBF made his bag. It was literally on Bitcoin price arbitrage. He saw in Japan there was a difference in price that was pretty significant to the American like dollar uh, value for Bitcoin. And so we buy them either in Japan and then sell it in America or buy it in America and sell it in Japan. And he would just keep the money on the spread. So it's kind of like pure profit, no risk play right there. Um, and that's kind of what arbitrage is. I'm sure it's a better dictionary definition. We had that going uh, kind of between Alpha Art and uh, Magic Eden when we switched over. Yep. The prices were different. Bro, we had, it, them. we had it going this morning between fucking Radium and, and Triple F, dude. Oh. Uh, dust was like 0.011 on Triple F and 0.07. I bought a bag of dust at 0.07. But me and, uh, me and the Mickey boys and fucking Jimmy are trying to uh, like pool up some dust and win this SSC because I think there's a little arbitrage there. If we, <laughs> Dude, can you guys got to do that. By the way, G-shit. I think it's a fucking move. Oh, we got a group yeah, chat it's... going already. We're we're trying to figure out what our max bet is because here's my thing. Like, I don't just want to fucking win it to win it. Like, I want to win it because it's a deal because I can liquidate the SSC and I can fucking multiply my dust bag from doing so. That's my that's my game plan yeah. with that. So. Yeah, and I think that's what. So I'll talk, I'll speak a little, because I think I use the word arbitrage a lot with the gods. Again, without the risk of boring people, I'll try to keep it interesting here. It's like, you know, the thing that's good about arbitrage in crypto markets is that it makes the market more efficient or more perfect. So if you if there's a lot of volume, for example, with the Bitcoin Japan price versus the USD price, somebody's gonna come in and they're gonna basically equalize the price because they're gonna be making a profit and they're incentivized to do so. So what the key with DGOS is always going to be is how do we create as much volume as possible? So we created all these avenues for different arbitrage opportunities. So that way down the line, whether it's whales, whether it's plebs, if there's enough volume on every end of the spectrum, people are going to be able to take advantage of all of these different mismatches of pricing and things like that, which will ultimately make more volume for DGOS and just make the market for DGOS more perfect and, and more liquid. Um, that's like the long-term idea. In the short term, it really just comes down to like supply demand. We just need to create constantly more and more demand for d-gods and that's why i think branding is going to be the big play we've set up a good infrastructure with dust being a nice game thing that we can always add utility to but after this it's going to be like how do we get mass market and just massive demand that's the long and short when i use the word arbitrage 24 7 with d-gods i can't think of a better word that's like you know what the whole dust experiment is about there's definitely if you you, plenty of demand for dust right now dude everybody in discord is like what the like what is the move here which obviously is the whole fucking game theory thing like do i want to yeah double my like i have enough enough dust right now where i can pull it up i mean i i right now i could win the ssc if it's still at 4500 i got i got more than that doesn't it end tomorrow yeah do i want it ends at fucking 3 a.m dude first of all like yeah i know that you guys are up all night working but suck my dick that's tough so now it's like if we do pull this up like the mickey's boys are pst but they're adults with normal jobs that work and wake up early. Jimmy's EST with me. It's like, who the fuck wants to wake up at 3 a.m. to bid on this thing? Um, yeah, that's tough. So, yeah, y'all can, you know, feel free to, uh, you know, take into account us us normies with our regular work hours. When you do <laughs> yeah, we got to find a good UTC time for these instead. Um, I agree. That's a good but, note. I but also, it's like, yeah, do, yeah. do I, 
again, if I can win this, I'm winning it because I'm liquidating the bitch and I'm and I'm up in my dust bag. But then it's like, do I even bother? I got five thousand dust. I got ten D gods. I can what is that? Double my my dust, uh, you know, daily uh, accumulation or whatever. It's it's uh, it's 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 a lot. It's you guys did a good job of fucking creating, you know, uses and shit for it. So. I know we, we talked about this a little bit. Chat I just dropped some more alpha on this, by the way. I feel like I'm keeping my lips tight on Drop this, it. but um, I'm pretty open those lips, all boy. Right, so we did the math. We, <laughs> we, we coming you in. Know, now we're all in person. We hit the whiteboard. We did the math and we were like, all right, two X rewards on dust staking. That's nice for a dead God. That's good. But your break even period is still basically like about 50 days to get uh, 20 times 50 equals a thousand to get the thousand dust back. And now that we have the having period built in after we kind of mapped out the whole tokenomics, it's actually okay for the short-term early dust supply to be a little bit more inflationary because we're gonna have the having period come in. And so what we're gonna do is it's and you know, I hope please let's nobody tweet about this. <laughs> oh, and no, people, I'm not tweeting about listen to the podcast, they'll find if they if they listen to the podcast, they'll figure yep. it out. But we're actually like gonna up on the day of we're gonna make a big announcement. Um the, the dead god staking rate is actually gonna be 30 dust a day. Oh that makes shit. the break even period just a wow. month um yeah uh, around a month bro, and damn. so i think it's actually oh, gonna be pretty bro. pretty big deal yeah yeah that yeah. is a if fucking listen, big deal holy if you shit. don't listen to d godcast yeah. you're a fucking idiot whole yeah yeah Jesus you're losing Christ, money right? yeah god damn yeah straight up so because it, it just makes more sense right like you're gonna spend a thousand dust and we're gonna be cons- constantly moving and we're gonna do something fresh with dust like w- definitely within another month after dead gods goes live so i'm just like yo give the people that upgrade to a dead god an advantage for sure, because yeah. dead gods are ice, and I want everyone to upgrade to dead gods, but uh, they're not going to all be able to at first. So it's going to be a long tail on that. I think that, that just made my just decision. gives you more of a reward to go earlier. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that made my decision easier, because if I... I mean, I'm not I'm not a fucking math guy by any means, but in my head, I was like, I got 10 D gods. I got enough dust to dead god half of them. So I make my money back in, I don't know, like fucking five days instead of 10 days. But yeah, 3x staking for that, huh? Yeah. Fire. So then when the having period hits, it's going to be now 15 dust. And then the, the D God is going to be five dust. So that if you think about that on a, on a curve, it's actually a pretty advantageous thing at any given point to uh, switch to a dead God. It's always going to be three X of whatever a D God is getting. And uh, yeah, we think the art is going to be a lot better. So it'll be nice if they're going to be on the marketplace for everyone to upgrade. And that's just going to speed up the process for more people to upgrade their uh, D God to a dead God. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to be really, really interesting to see how that plays out. And the order books are thin as fuck. So I think they're going to get thicker when we get to, to dead gods. But dude, like, I think right now the number is 80 soul would basically uh, sweep and clear out the entire order book for, uh, you know, for dust right now. And it would just be like a retarded green bar that just goes up to infinity. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen because people put them at pretty high prices. So we're going to see how it fills out over time. Uh, but I think it's the best way to see what the market's going to value it at. And that squeeze is going to come at some point or another. I think it's probably going to be on the day we announced Dead Gods because of the 3x rewards or whatever. But uh, it's interesting to see how it started out and where it's going to end up. If, we don't know. But. If you don't think that I can get 80 soul dumped in the dust right now, you don't. I, mean, I wouldn't recommend it because <laughs> hey, you're going to be buying some <laughs> dust at like a soul, which would be retarded you don't you know, know. right now at these prices. But yeah. You don't yeah. know the fucking Mickey's. You think we can't get the Mickey's 80, are so. crazy? Yeah, 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 bro. Dude, that was the thing with dead. Hey, yo, dead just for super fucking nervous. Just for reference, go for it, go for it. 
No, I was just going to say, just for reference, for when we all go back and, like, fucking, like, hear this shit, bro. Today's the 1st of March, 2022. All right. All right. This is oh, yeah. Right, yeah. First, good, good call out. I was going to say, we're kind of nervous, and we've been putting off doing the Mickey D-God traits because yeah. those guys just deserve the best, and we're trying to think of what the best thing would be. It was almost funny, like, so doing something like the Mythic Halo or the... Do you want, Medusa you yet, want some Mickey Alpha? Yes, sir. Well, first of all, I'll give you some uh, some dust alpha. Uh, the arbitrage word of the week uh, is now leaning yes. towards Famous Fox. It's 0.011 on Famous Fox, and it's 0.012 on Radium. So I'm not just scoop while we're on here. Oh, but yeah. yeah, we arbitrage. Oh, arbitrage. <laughs> we arbitrage. Uh, <laughs> AK hit me up on um, Discord, and I think Nem hit up uh, Bean and Fungi Manager, kind of whatever you want to call him. Um, to ask us like what we wanted for attributes. And we put together a group chat on Twitter with every Mickey, not every Mickey, but all of like the active Mickey is on the discord. And we were just, you know, spitting ideas on what we think that the dead God attribute should be. And we shot it over to AK. We shot it over to nemesis. Like, obviously I have no idea what's going to end up happening. So we read the ideas. I read the ideas. I'll say this. This is also just like dead gods, like lore thesis on it too. So basically the way it's going to work is it's going to work where common traits are the most, everything is basically like post life, it's death. Common traits are going to be the closest to death. So things are going to be killing them in the attributes. Things are going to be like pretty, you know, like they're resting on like a Whoa. like Savannah and death or whatever. And you get all the way down to mythic, which is more like antimatter and everything in between is kind of like different layers after death. So there's actually like a lot of storytelling going on in just the art itself. So the thing that I like, that's and, crazy. Yeah. So with the Mickey D guys ideas, they sent over, I'm like, bro, your guys' traits are like super rares. Uh, we don't want to just do some basic dead shit. Like that's kind of what all the other ones are getting. So theirs are closer to antimatter. It's super rares. There's like, you know, Mickey D God visor and the, uh, yeah. and the suit itself is both like pretty fucking rare. So we like the ideas, but they didn't know that going into yeah, it. Dude, so I was going to say, now that you tell me it. that all our ideas yeah. sound fucking stupid, bro. All right, so let me, dude. Yeah, dude can I, I give, can I give common, you this? You know, so can I just give ideas. you like, yeah. uh, uh, like a overarching? This is uh, like the writing prompt for what we all kind of thought the art should be. So obviously, what the biggest yeah. parts of of Mickey's lore are what the fucking smoking sessions in the walk-in and the broken ice cream machine all yeah. the time, and then you know the the motto is we're burning it and burnt fries and shit. So I think like my initial idea. And again, this is when I thought it was just gods being killed by shit was like somehow either the ice cream machine exploded when we were trying to fix it because it's always fucking broken. And there's like an ice cream machine handle like through the guy's chest or some shit or like, yeah, honestly, I think it was Bean that had the idea that they like died in a grease fire. And like you see the shirt is like melted and torn up and they have like tattoos underneath and like a nipple piercing and like fucking all that. But I think just based the ice cream idea is kind of interesting, like because. So the thing is with the color scheme too, I mean, like, I'll be, I'll be the first one to say the original D God's color scheme is way more random than it yeah. is well thought out. But when you hear how Delilah is thinking about this shit with the colors, it's fucking incredible because it works. And it's like, you start out with the more commons and those are more reserved colors. You reserve like the really beautiful colors and the more rare that you get. And so it's cool is like, I could totally see a potential trait with the Mickey D gods where we do, it's like the ice cream machine exploded and you have all these kind of transcendental ice cream colors that are covering the, uh, the Mickey D God, uh, the, yep. the suit itself. I think that could be really interesting. 
And the one thing I thought, and you tell me if this fits with the lore, I was thinking to add like a little bit of a of like a manager pin on Gary. So it's like he got promoted yes, to manager, dude. but he's dead now. Like something along those lines where now they're yes, fucking dude. bosses in this dead god world, but they're still I'll say waging. one more thing like, too. The, I don't know. I the, thought it'd be pretty funny. Uh, there's only yeah. two, right? Double Mickeys. If you guys figure yep. out a way to yep. make those two kind of work with each other in the dead gods, I mean they were probably going to do it anyways because apparently Delilah is a fucking beautiful man angel smart bastard, but that's, that's <laughs> that I think is a must. Dude, the Mickey D gods are yeah. clouded for even being able to give an opinion on their uh, own dead god traits. That's pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. Clouded as fuck, dude. Dude, we got to respect. We, you know, here at D gods, we respect the whales, right? Like, uh, the thing with Urkon, too, is a great example. So I don't know if a lot of people know this, but it was actually an SMB that he had on that plot mm-hmm. of land before uh, it was a D-God. What's funny is I actually, because I'm a petty motherfucker, I actually like Googled, uh, I mean, I searched for when he tweeted about that and when he tweeted about making the SMB on the massive plot of land on Sandbox. I think it only got like 100 something likes, like five replies, 10 replies or whatever it is. But like the D-God's community is literally just bowing down to Urkon. And that's kind of how you want to feel as a whale in a community is, hey, like, I'm buying a fuck ton of these e-liquid JPEGs and I'm buying them because I believe in the future value, but I'm also buying this instead of some random DeFi coin because I like to be a fucking whale. It feels good to be the fucking goat in this community. And I felt that, you know, I'll be honest, like on my DGen side, like I felt that coming to Desolates where I was like, yo, I just swept like 30 Desolates at once. I got all my homies to sweep Desolates. I hope you guys oh, yeah. got some too. I think they're going to be fucking Damn. massive. Different yeah, store. yeah, yeah. Those are sick. But I came in the community. I was like, Damn, not going to lie the whale entrance was a little bit underwhelming compared to when somebody sweeps like a D God, like the D God floor, they come in the chat, like that new guy coat. It's like C O E G L Y R. I'm not a pro. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like Koger. The VDR yeah, Koger. Guy. Dude, when that guy came in, yep. yeah, the VDR guy, that guy's like a fucking Jesus in the D God community. Yeah, he's the you know? fucking man. And that's what I like. We got to respect our whales. We got to treat them well because at the end of the day, like they're fucking awesome members of this community and they, they deserve like a special role because they're doing something that not a lot of people in the community can do. What they're doing is mythic. What they're doing is rare. That's going to be a big part of D-Gods always going forward. If someone's about to drop a fucking bag on D-Gods, we're going to be the community that that shows them that love. And I love that about this community. So yeah, I think uh, definitely respect the Mickey D-Gods. Those guys are fucking balling. You know? Fucking jeez. So, yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. So speaking of, speaking yeah, of uh, got, uh, Koger, is, yeah. is he going to turn some water into wine when he drops this uh, airdrop on us for the VD art? kind of similar to like the looks rare i don't know too Did much you, about it what i listened was that? to what uh, was that? uh the big brain space today about marketplaces and uh they hopped on there for a little bit and i don't know if it's gonna be like a bag but it did sound like they're kind of doing what you guys have done and what other projects have done where they're gonna have exclusive mints so let's say like it's an emmy launchpad type situation but it's vd art mm-hmm. launchpad but instead of using soul the mint whatever the, the the collection is or the nft you use their token to mint it which i thought was kind of sick yeah oh i love that yeah i love dropping that. Every- i want to do that with d gods one day and, yeah and they're yeah. dropping everyone tokens you can go to their website and see how many you're gonna get but they're dropping them Bro. based on how much you've spent on magic speaking eden of elf, whales art, but speaking of i think it's solana oh, magic go. eden speaking of whales <laughs> i checked their fucking uh i think it's like claim.vd.art or something and it told me how much i've spent on me in the mm-hmm. last i don't know month or however long they've been tracking and i felt like a fucking whale and then i looked at my phantom wall and i was like but where the fuck is all that money at? yeah where is it <laughs> it's all on d guys god damn it yeah um yeah. but yeah dude i feel, also, I feel that heavy also I feel that heavy. whales i think uh 
Yeah, bro. The fucking Mickey's boys. Like, first of all, I love how I think it was the Soul Army podcast where you like there was a, a tiny little segment on the Mickey's and you were like, yeah, they're like these whales and shit. When in reality, it's like yeah. the manager and Bean, the dudes that started it, have like five D gods between them and are just like trying to fucking hustle and yeah. shit. But then Johnny and Prince Akeem, who are boys in real life, are just buying up like these hundred. Well, the Medusa, I think he bought for like 169 yeah. and turned down an offer for like, I don't know, 800 or something on rank seven. And they're just buying these things to fuck around, dude. Like they literally <laughs> could give. I mean, obviously they care about the money, but it's like to them, like they're buying mythics at four soul. They're not like, oh, I'm, I'm going to flip this into a fat bag when D guys goes to 30. Nobody was thinking that they're buying these because they literally are just yeah. like damn this mickey's like group of guys is like kind of fun and fun to fuck with and like they make these dope ass videos and shit and honestly mickey's i love all the other subs i think it's fire that we have these sub communities that have like either built something or are trying to build something like i know sid with d uh d goat d gods or whatever like tries to do a bunch of shit for yeah. them they're actually getting like D gods basketball jerseys and shorts and shit they hit me up to ask me if i wanted to buy some because i scooped a, a d goat a week ago or so but the fucking mickeys yeah. are the goat dude and that is yeah they, and even if there's just a few whales in there they move like they're oh. whales you know like the way that the floor price for mickey d gods is always way higher yeah. than the actual play. like they move yeah. like they're whales and uh the, the cool thing with d goat gods is uh this is also some alpha here so i got connected at hacker house with the, one of the guys air. that's running the uh michael jordan nft project yeah air oh so shit. i'm gonna talk to him i think later today we'll see we keep missing each other's schedules but uh if we're gonna do something we might do something exclusive with d goat gods i know that guy that runs the project like swept a bunch of d goats and like shit like that so i think it could be interesting partnership there with the sub communities but uh yeah, dude, nobody moves I like fucking I think I Mickey heard D you guys. say it's that. Like and I, so yeah. I scooped a, I think it's rank like 984 D goat with a pimp chain and fucking halo yeah. wings for 25 soul, I don't know, a week ago when the floor was like 20, dude. It was, I, it was my, it's my only like top 1000 rank or whatever. I was like, I got to fucking grab a rare one and then I got to grab a D goat because I didn't have one yet. And I listed that bitch for 90 last night. Yeah. I was like, if it sells, I'll scoop three more off the floor. Like, I th it was after I'd heard about the the air thing or whatever. And I was like, hey, man, maybe it'll happen. Didn't sell. Yeah. But, and then I delisted it and fucking no, staked it. I love that morning. shit, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love it because I think uh, our listing count went like double after all the whales came in, which I understand because everyone was just listing yeah. it like literally insane prices just because, yeah, people are buying them at those prices. But it made me feel good to see guys like Urkon. Like, I think Urkon was the one that owned, or was it Akeem that owned the 995 Soul sale? 950? It was Urkon. Um, yeah. Because it was, it was yeah, rank. Yeah. yeah, it was Urkon. I forget. But yeah, seven. Yeah. Seven. And Akeem's is rank. It was nine. rank That's seven. Why I talked to somebody else about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think Akeem bought one. I mean, Akeem got one that was bought. And it just feels good because it's like, yeah, these guys are whales in their community. Seeing these massive sales come in for them when they made a huge bet when D Gods was not where it's at right now and they made like a top of the end purchase like that's like probably one of the best stories in d gods because uh that's a yeah that's an insane appreciation and that's yeah I, I i definitely feel good when i see people sell at high prices i'm not one of those guys that's like oh dude that's free or whatever if it's like bro 5x the floor or whatever I mean, i'm still dude, gonna say it's free congratulations yeah yeah still gotta still gotta rep the emoji who bought for sure. that shit but yeah, for 950 yeah. sold do we know who that who that is we have, none of us has any idea one of the guys that bought for 400 was a, uh, he DM me 
and he was like asking about the whole staking, something about dust. And uh, he was saying like, he's from SMB land. And again, like no shade to any other project, but he was just saying he's from SMB. He has a bunch of those. And he just thinks that the flipping is going to happen some the point flipping. this year. So he was trying to front run it. And I think that's where the narrative for a lot of the bigger sales came from. That's what that guy said. Who the yeah. fuck knows, you know, like if that's the case for all of the people that bought, but that's what I'm starting to hear. But, you know, we can't focus on shit like I've that, been f- obviously. But fighting that, that's the what urge I'm here. to tweet this for a while, but it's something that like pops in my head every so often. <laughs> I feel like SMBs are washed, dude. Like, obviously, I respect the <laughs> fuck out of them being OGs. Like, there's a shit ton of guys on Twitter that I respect the fuck out of because, you know, they have an SMB PFP, but they're also like spit gas on Twitter and are like smart dudes. But I never liked pixel art, period. And then I just feel like it's like they just don't do it for me anymore. I don't know if it's because I've been seeing them for so long, but like I'd rather have a DAA than an SMB, bro. I'll be totally honest with you guys. Like it's one of those trading things right now where they just got through a huge vote. So people that don't know what happened with SMB is basically like Monkey Dow and SMB are two different things. It's the same NFT, but SMB team honestly just wasn't doing shit. And they were kind of like, like low-key soft rug. I'll just say it because we're like an hour into the podcast. Low-key like a soft rug. But uh, Monkey Dow came together around that. And they just made this elite Dow with all these amazing people. And that's like the real value yeah. of buying an SMB. And uh, what I'll say is they just got through this huge vote. Now the Monkey Dow is finally getting royalties. And it's just one of those things in trading where you never want to make a call on where something's going to go after like a big moment. Because we don't really know if it's going to go down from here or up if this is the top or if you know, now they're finally empowered and they're going to make some big moves. So I think it's one of those things where if they actually come out of this and they go back to like a 200, 250 soul floor, uh, like a soul floor, you could argue that they're more battle tested than almost any other NFT project in this space. And they've been on the ups and the downs. And if that's the case, it is a pretty compelling thing that they're going to stay on top for a while. That being said, we're in this gray area right now where nobody really knows, but the last thing I would do right now, to be totally honest, and that's also because I use the DAO SMB <laughs> to uh, go in the, the Discord to get Alpha for D Gods, but also like just to learn how they're yeah. running shit and all that. Like, let me it would be like I would be the let last. Let me person clarify to too. Right I'm, I'm not like, saying I'll be the, like I don't see the value. Like, if I had the money to play around with, I would 100 percent buy a fucking SMB because I am sure that the people in that community are fucking legends, and there is nothing but value to yeah. get from owning one. I'm just. I don't know. I think maybe I'm just kind of over the art. I don't know. But I, I want to clarify that before no, I have I, I understand where you're coming different from. kind of monkeys coming at me on fucking Twitter. Yeah, no, I think I'll give the counter argument to what I just said. So I'm saying both sides, which is we're living in a world right now where Board Ape Yacht Club not only flipped CryptoPunks, but like flipped CryptoPunks. Like it went from it flipped it and then it went to 125 uh, ETH floor in like the course of a week and a half. So it was not just a flip. It was a fucking flip and a half. And uh, so we're just living in a world where a newer project that doesn't have that provenance, that's kind of like, I mean, BAYC minted last April, bro. So like, that was crazy. So we're living in that NFT world right now. So I do think that the thesis that OG projects will always be on top is basically invalidated at this point. And I think the SMB guys, the reason why I'm saying don't fade them is I think they realize that too. And that's why they push for this vote. That's why everything is kind of moving in the way that it is. But uh yeah, I think it's just an open open field right now for now what's going to be the quote-unquote number one. Not like it matters anyway, but yeah, I, I don't know. No, I, I feel like it's really dope. Like, you know, uh, really just what they chose to do. Like, oh, you yeah. know, just even, you know, bringing – and I, I think it's dope to actually, you know, see them uh, – you know, because I didn't really track too much, like, you know, SMB stuff, like, anyway. But, you know, after 
you know, doing a lot of reading, you know, um, really like, you know, that shit is, it's crazy just to think about, uh, when it comes down to the, it's impressive. And it shows like how strong the community and the, and the leaders are that they can basically like mutiny the fucking entire team and like take shit over for themselves maybe not mutiny because it was probably like somewhat mutual but i mean yeah that's uh definitely speaks for how gas i guess the smb community is yeah i'm really interested to see how how do they do that though like does the the current team or the founders well think about it if 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 nemesis and ak and all them had come to frank and said yo get off your fucking (laughs) ass and do something with project and frank was just like nah y'all do it boom like Okay, we'll t- yeah, we'll take over I mean, the project Frank and we'll make it happen for the, ourselves. The royalty wallet, you know, like well, they 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 uh, yeah. And so you I'll, I'll give the the breakdown. There was yeah, they what they I was actually pro the full D rug, which was like uh, the monkey that would get a hundred percent of all royalties going forward, and they would literally yep. mint a new NFT if, and then they would basically make you trade in your current SMB for a monkey DAO SMB. I was, was actually like the like, entanglement thing, right? Yeah, that was the whole entanglement thing. And I was actually like full on bullish on that. And I still think that would have been like the best option. But, you know, people were very nice to the SMB team or whatever to get to this compromise. So you don't ruin the original provenance of the NFT, whatever the fuck. So now it's like more of a compromise. But the monkey DAO is getting a much more significant portion of the world. They were getting zero before. Like, that's fucking insane. Like, that's why I was so pro the uh, monkey cool. DAO full on like the rug approach. Yeah, the coup, yeah. because I was like, bro, these guys have been grinding. Like, I know one of the guys, Nom, and they've just been grinding. And I didn't know they were getting paid nothing for that work, the mod work that's and the crazy work they were doing. Like, that's fucking yeah, insane wow. to me. That's so, insane. Yeah, it's fucked, right? So, um, I mean, I was ready to, I was trying to poach Nom, like, from day one. I was like, bro, come here. Like, we'll pay you. Like, I'm down. Um, but, you know, the loyalty is there. It's very real community. So, we'll see how it goes. I'm actually very curious. But, yeah, I was pro the route of just, like, fuck the, fuck the creators. Like, who gives a shit about them? Like, the monkey DAO is the real value. Let's just hand the entire thing over to the monkey DAO. But it looks like there's a compromise where both parties get royalties or whatever. But, yeah. Really, honestly, we were just talking about ar- uh, arbitrage, arbitrage, right? Yeah, and um, so, really, and, and, you know, like, about the definition of that. So, I got a question, Frank. Like, when it comes to, uh, and it's about game theory. And I know you had that fucking, I remember you had that fucking <laughs> big-ass stack of books. Yeah. That I don't even know. That was a while ago. But, um, you know, me personally, like, I didn't know what the fuck game theory was. Like, I'm like, I, you're like, game, I mean, you have been talking about game theory for a minute. And I'm just like, what the fuck game theory? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever the fuck that is, you know? Yeah. So, um, right. So, uh, really, my question is, like, like game theory, where did, I guess, uh, where did that come from? Like, like we all, like, like choose to, you know, over nerd into, you know, certain things, you know, but, like, for you like why i guess what made you so fascinated with i guess like human behavior you know like the economics was it you know the psychology like what pulled you into like the concept of you know game theory so hard i think it really started with uh sports betting honestly like just understand it was interesting stuff you know where with sports betting sometimes you watch for line move and most of it's just armed out at this point but like early days you know with these crypto sports books or whatever you 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 can find like when lines move there's a certain reason for them and and it was just really like a money thing where i was like okay how do i stack up the most money from stuff outside of just working and that's kind of where it started but what it really became a huge thing was when, when it came to growth engineering um so my last few startups it was basically almost the same situation so after i started my own company 
I, I got tapped multiple times for different projects where they would uh, companies, but they would hire me as like one of the first growth engineer, growth marketing guys there. And they would be like, all right, mm. we have X budget or we have X like thing goal that we want to hit, like figure out how we're going to hit that goal. Just do it. And then, uh, well, like, you know, we'll, we'll check back in. And I almost always had full autonomy at these places. And, uh, it was just like, you know, if you want to get outsized results, you need to align a lot of different people to do different things. So the best example of this, I think, without doxing my previous jobs was just I did yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. paid acquisition um, where I had to do a lot of really crazy stuff with a pretty small budget. So you would just be mm -hmm. forced to get really creative to make people want to click on these ads, make people really want to like not just click on the ads, but go through the entire conversion funnel, etc. And yes. that's when you start studying like behavioral economics or just behavioral science, not in like a textbook way, but just like, oh, A, B test, which one works better? Why do I think this one works better? Why does be more people click on this ad versus that ad? I think that's where mm -hmm. it started. And then with crypto, I think where it got really interesting was you realize that everybody is basically moving with aligned incentives. So there's some communities and some projects where the incentives aren't very aligned. You're basically just lining the founder's pockets that thing kind of goes up and then crashes and burns. And then you have other communities where, I mean, Bitcoin is a great example where it's just game theory from moment, like from the very inception of it. Yeah, from, and that, yeah, that, yeah, from that's the what triggered yeah. me on to Bitcoin, like summer of last year was I honestly, and I know this is like a cringe answer to say, cause it wasn't necessarily the price or whatever. I, I somebody just told me that was really deep into Bitcoin way before me, dude, I know you, I know you, Frank, like, I know what you're like, just go read the white paper. And I think you'll be sold on everything with Bitcoin. And when I read the white paper, I was like, oh, this motherfucker Satoshi just made it. So it's just the perfect version of aligned incentives. And that's what kind of sent me down the rabbit hole where I saw, holy fuck, so much of money, so much of market moving, so much of just insane innovation has been built around this basic concept of aligning incentives. And um, yeah, bringing that to crypto and bringing that to NFTs just felt like uh, the natural progression and what's happening in the whole space overall. Um, I know it's kind of a long-winded answer. It's just one of those things where people are all interested in different things. For me, it was never the textbook side of like the yeah, books yeah, yeah. helped. Like, yeah, they helped. And it made me like be able to articulate certain concepts better. But uh, overall, it's just people decide to go make one action. And why do they decide to take that action over another? And uh, the like the herd of people in its entirety usually make a decision, sometimes a smart decision, or sometimes certain cues or triggers make them make that decision, but it wasn't the best decision for them for themselves. Uh, just shit like that that I think is interesting and seeing yeah, like that play out. opportunity costs and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah opportunity costs, stuff like that. Um, I wish I was better, honestly, at articulating this right now. Maybe I need to do one of the frankest typing blogs on, on my thoughts on it, but I just think it drives a lot of all of our day-to-day -day actions, all of our day-to-day -day decisions, and it's on steroids and crypto. So understanding that always felt like a good thing to understand and i i'm by no means an expert in game theory i'm not like a phd in game theory or whatever yeah yeah i just yeah, think yeah, by yeah. practice of like the previous stuff i did in my life when it came to growth engineering just lended itself really well to applying that in nfts like solympus was probably the best first example of it and then even like d gods follow d gods it is kind of like a dopamine hit you know if you think about it creating the culture where people are down to follow other d gods but making that so it's not like in a bad way where you want to unfollow every other D God, like that is in its macro, a game theory kind of like uh, alignment of incentives. Cause you join D gods, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to have a community. Now you have this community where everybody is just talking about D gods. You become bigger and bigger fan of D gods. You contribute more to the project. You give us more alpha, etc. So it's just aligning on every layer, people's incentives to 
you know, like D gods more to contribute to D gods more and then get more value out of D gods because it's a pool of value that's being created. So just trying to do that on every level. And now with dust, it's the next layer of that as well. We have a massive, it's like, think about it like this. We have a massive treasury of like 3,700 soul right now. It's only growing every single day. How can we reallocate that capital in a way that makes it interesting? And for people that want to play this game, we'll be able to gain from the soul that we have in that treasury, but keep it interesting because by keeping it interesting, you make it so it's not just an instant liquidity drain. You have longevity and you're actually able to add to that because it creates more volume and creates more trading demand for D gods itself. So that's kind of the cookie that we're trying to crack. I think auctions and, 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 uh, and raffles and then soon buy it now is for D gods because we know the dust value of them as well is going to be a big ongoing thing. Like right now, it's kind of sparse because we're building that shit as we go. But in the long term, it's just going to be you get a D god, you're just going to start getting dust and you're going to be able to, you know, every single day, there's going to be some raffles, some auctions or whatever going on. And we want to just make that so mathematically it's sustainable and we get good marketing out of crazy plays that people make from the dust purchases that they do. They'll tweet about it. They'll be like, yo, I just got this and flipped it, etc." That's going to be marketing. That's going to bring in more trading volume. And then more people come in. The DAO has more money to, you know, buy more NFTs, buy maybe tokens, whitelist, merch, whatever. And as long as it keeps cycling in, it's and it's sustainable. I think that's like an example of macro dust game theory on the internal side. And then we can make big moves like Magic Eden accepting it. Um, obviously, Dead Gods is like a big move. Maybe yeah, another. Yeah, yeah, that, that was like yeah. the uh, the answer version of the galaxy brain meme. Where the guy's brain... <laughs> no, bro, that, no, honestly, I think it's just crazy, That shit though. just went yeah, no, deeper you know, it's crazy and deeper. Because, Good Lord. Yo, hey, word. But yeah, but, you know, I always thought it was interesting. Just like, you know, over time, like, you know, let's say... Because me, like, you know, I just got like into NFTs and shit, like... Uh, and really just into fucking Same. crypto in like fucking September. Like, Unless you count Top Shot. Anything, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, shit's fucking crazy. So, you mm-hmm. know, but it's crazy for the gods. Like, it's actually like the second project that I actually found on Solana um fucking and that's the thing that actually fucking like brought me like fucking pulled me into fucking the gods is because i had just recently read the uh the bitcoin white paper and um you know i was like you know doing really tons of fucking reading i'm like fucking you know like a fucking monk bro with the candle (laughs) i mean got these books and my fucking laptop open and shit but you know um yeah like you know i seen fucking the word deflationary and i was like oh shit you know what i mean so i'm like yo, you know what I mean? Deflationary, that's Bitcoin. You know what I mean? So me, like with no actual, like real, like financial, you know, uh, I guess background, like, you know, cause, uh, for me, I actually fucking, uh, I got kicked out. So when I was in high school, you know, I used to get in a lot of fights and shit. So I actually got kicked out. So I ended up getting my GED and then, uh, I went to college and I didn't do, um, I didn't do like any fucking thing that had to do with like math. You know, I stayed away from the shit that I didn't want to do. I got a fucking science degree. I was working on a philosophy degree. You know what I mean? Everything that's like has nothing to do with like fucking, you know, I guess like uh, like business and shit like that. I never really cared that much. But, you know, uh, yeah, no, I think it's fucking crazy. You know, I think actually I think it's fascinating. Like all this shit, you know, I just be over here. Uh, you know, people would be fucking doing all this fucking talking, all this social engagement and shit. And me, I'd just be reading. When the and- fuck did Bitcoin have a white paper? Bruh. I found out about Bitcoin in like 2011. Oh, since forever. Since it came out. Yeah, since they were. Oh, so you're saying the, like uh, you Bitcoin read this like recently, but it was like their OG shit and it was gas. Okay. Yeah. I was like, when the fuck and did you find you, out about Bitcoin? In my Bitcoin, opinion, it's dude, probably dude. the most... 
Yeah, I found about Bitcoin. I mean, I knew everyone knew about Bitcoin way before and everyone should have bought it right when they heard about it. But obviously not not many of us did. But uh, no, I think, uh, yes, yeah, summer of last year, I, actually, the first time I really started considering Bitcoin was Michael Saylor. Huge inspiration, honestly, on a personal level to me. I just love how much of a giga chad that guy is. Like I joke, That's I want to be ape. Yeah, I want to be like Urkon. I want to be like fucking Michael Saylor. I want to be like these guys, like even Joey Baggis. Fucking Sam Cronick. These Giga Chads, yeah, Sam Cronick. Like these guys that just buy something, have a massive conviction in it, and hold it are almost always the biggest winners in any given space. Whether it's stocks, whether it's you just buy something with high conviction and a large tick size, and you're pretty much good to go if you make the bet correctly. Even Warren Buffett, the boomer that he is, that's literally Mm -hmm. his whole thesis on investing is, you know, instead of diversifying and being a fucking like middle brain, like you're oh, like, I'm trading this or whatever. It's like, bro, just Chad, come in, come in, be a Chad, buy a fuck ton of something. And if you pick the right thing, you're going to make way more money. Like Michael Saylor made $4 billion, something like that last year. That's way more than any of these like crypto traders that are flexing on Twitter. Like, oh, I made my hundred X. Yeah, but you made a hundred X on like a hundred dollars. You know, Key Michael Saylor there is you got to buy the right thing. Yes. When Agreed. I, uh, yeah, go, go, no. And I want to wrap one. Oh yeah, go for it. I'll just wrap up real quick on the game theory thing. The one thing that's important for people to know is like there's actually a lot of really interesting experiments and like big brain white papers and all this shit in the crypto space. But most of those projects are just NGMI or they don't make it for a very specific reason because they forget the one factor that's not in this whole game theory, white paper, like tokenomics landscape, which is just like are there more people that want to buy this thing than sell this thing? And you can never get out of that equation. Like if that equation doesn't work out or the math doesn't check out there, it doesn't matter how big brain your idea is. I think PHBT taught everybody here that. Like I think the concept at its core on a fucking, you know, as on a paper that's stapled on the wall is like, all right, that's a cool idea. But when you actually do the, like when you actually like put it into practice, the real world plays into it. And it's not that exciting of an idea and it kind of dies out pretty quickly. And it's not, interesting anymore so you you destroy the base that you need which is just people buying and selling that thing and so that's the biggest learning lesson going forward with dgaz that people need to know tokenomics are gonna be cool we've thought through a lot of this shit but the end of the day it's all gonna come down to branding marketing how do people find out about dgods do they like the art do they want to get do they want to collect one do they want to collect multiple like there's no amount of tokenomics or ponzinomics or whatever people want to call it that's going to get you out of that simple you know equation and so that's i think what people need to know about d gods it's never going to be the focus right now the focus is dust because that's what we have once dead gods comes out once we start moving in a different direction it's going to be way more fun way more accessible and and just like that's just going to be the infrastructure that lets people play this game of dust but it's not going to be forever the main focus is how do we make this more of a positive so my or whatever, answer you know? for yeah. just want to wrap up people yeah, who yeah. in the past have always asked me what the fuck is going on with d gods has always been I don't know, but like Frank's going to do his thing and we'll be fine. And that seems like that's still the answer. So <laughs> it just occurred to me that I found out about Bitcoin uh, the first time, two, two times have I considered buying Bitcoin in my life. First time was in high school. Um, I learned about the Silk Road, oh, the dark yes, web. The Silk Road. Yeah, word. And I learned that you could buy drugs on this word. Silk Road. And the only way you could buy these drugs <laughs> was with this magic internet money called Bitcoin. And uh, either, at the time, that or you could like, you know, just like, you know, trade like a small person. You know what I mean? Like you sell people and shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There were, there were different ways to go about <laughs> it for sure. Um, I, I had a buddy who uh, kind of put me onto it. And at the time, um, Bitcoin was $9. And I looked into the setting up of the wallet and I was like, 
the seed phrase is too fucking long and I don't have an iPhone to write it down. Like, and I'm going to lose a piece of paper, so I'm not even going to worry about it. So I just bought drugs from my buddy who put me onto Bitcoin. And then the second time... I've got a similar... Yeah, yeah. Because this is what, like, this just, I just fucking thought of. And I was like, God, this is, like, the most ironic thing. Um, Second time was 2013. And I think Bitcoin was, like, $30. And I was still looking at Silk Road. But this time, I was going to buy counterfeit money with Bitcoin. This and I was guy, like, I can turn fucking criminal. I can turn a, I can turn a hundred dollars into $500. I can turn, Degenerate. I can five X my money. If I just use this Bitcoin shit to buy uh, fake counterfeit money with, I can five X my money at fucking like $30 Bitcoin. what if I just bought those Bitcoins anyways at $30? God damn it. Fucking haunts my dreams, bro. I'm telling the feds, bro. <laughs> Never did any of it. All allegedly. Yeah, back back in the day in college, my uh, buddy was selling fake IDs, and he was like ordering all of this shit. I think on Silk Road, like he had it like unlock like the holograms, and they would actually scan and shit. Like when the yep. bouncer scanned it, so like he was doing all that with Bitcoin. Um, and you know that's back when you were saying I don't know how much it cost. Like it was cents or dollars or something. And uh, yeah, he. He obviously lost that wallet. He's looking for it. He's been looking for it for years because even if you just left like, you know, a couple. 10, 10 bucks yep. in it back in the day, yeah. it's like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, just a yeah. Couple, so like bro. yeah, he's been looking for it for Fuck, years, but man. it's gone. Yeah, gone. And it, that was Yeah. I have a question for you guys. I have a question for you guys. What, what do you guys think about Bitcoin? I think if you have heard me speak about it before, what do you guys think about Bitcoin? Like, what's your take on it? Do you guys have some? Like, how do you think about that in your overall portfolio? uh, Thoughts on Bitcoin are similar to when I see like a project blow up and go to a hundred floor price. I miss the boat and I'm not going to buy it because of that. And that part of that is why when I found out about Solana and I kind of did a little bit of research because I didn't want to you know, be the idiot I was back in the day. I was like, this shit kind of has potential and I'm going to fucking hop in this and not like skip it and miss the boat like I did on Bitcoin back in 2011. So I don't think, maybe maybe I like owning whole bits of something. So for me, the the thought of like, I'm not going to fucking empty my life savings into it. So yeah, the thought yeah. of buying like, you know, 0.01 Bitcoin to me just is kind of, it doesn't really, uh, you know, get me going at all. But yeah. I mean, I've heard you talk about how you think it's going up forever and ever, and maybe one day I'll buy some, but I feel like uh, I'm, I'm also more of a, I'm like a instant gratification guy. Like I want to, you know, a hundred X in the next five years, you know what I mean? So like, that's why when I found out about near, I feel that and I, you know, talked to some people about near, talked to big brain about near. And he was like, well, buying near now is like buying Solana at 15 bucks. Uh, NFA, blah, 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 whatever. I was like, well, shit, I'm going to yeah, grab yeah, myself yeah. a bag of near because there's a chance that this bag is, you know, fucking 10 X, 20 X in the next year or so. And then boom, I just like put a down payment on a house. I see. I was going to say for me, bro, like, you know, honestly, Hey, I'm just dollar cost averaging, bro. Stacking sets, you know, I'm, yeah, I don't really think about it. Like in the sense of like, nice. I guess, um, what, like buying like 0.01 like bitcoin or whatever really i'm just thinking yo just stacking my sats i fucking read i've probably read more um let's say anything about crypto i've probably read more bitcoin things than anything i've read i mean ton bro bro i've read so fucking yep. much about yeah. bitcoin yeah I, bro nah bro I'm, I've, I'm, I'm stacking sats i'm stacking sats i continue to stack sats you know and really just think about it from like a dollar cost average point just kind of like 
yo, like, you know, every, you know, let's say from like my job, you know, X amount, you know, automatically boom by, you know, by X amount, you know, for whatever amount and just keep going, you know, until the end. So you're, you're treating it like a stock. Like you're putting a couple bucks into fucking Google or Apple every paycheck yeah. because it's yeah, just honestly, go I just kind of think about it because I think it's kind of like one of those things, like the way I kind of think about it really, I'm thinking about, let's say, uh, let's say if the world's still here, right. Uh, 2140, you know, it's kind of like, yo man, like in all, re- are you going to be here? 2140? Bro, the fuck? Hell no, nah, bro. But I'm just saying like, just, you know, <laughs> just thinking, you know, just thinking that long, you know, um, you know, honestly, like, I feel like it's something that, yeah, we're kind of talking about it now. Like, yeah, we're talking about Bitcoin, talking about shit coins, talking about fucking NFT. We're talking about all types of shit in crypto, right? Um, we could also talk about like, let's say stocks, companies and shit like that. But, you know, when it comes down to, I guess, what I understand or what I think I understand from all the shit that I've read, like, you know, this is a bus that I'm not going to miss. I'm cool, bro. Like, I'm, yeah, nope. I, I was going to say my conviction is here. You know, so uh, yeah, I'm definitely uh, yeah. Bitcoin guy. What about you, Slate? Um, yeah, I kind of feel the same way as JB, but I, I really need to start putting more money into Bitcoin. But right now, I'm all in on Soul. But that's because I, you know, I need to make a ton of money before I start putting it into same. Bitcoin. I feel like that. I want to, like, you know, t- 10, 20x or whatever, and then start saving money in Bitcoin um, instead of putting it all in right now and hoping to make a bag off of it. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm making gains right now. Like I, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Hey, I respect the hustle. I, uh, like that's sure. some. Uh, that's like what fucking Johnny does. He just he chucks like you know. Damn, I just name dropped a fucking Mickey whale, but uh, he chucks like you know fifty thousand <laughs> into every idea that comes out and uh, makes his bags here. But then he he has like you know chucks a little bit of all of his profits into into his longs or whatever. So I think I'm still at the phase where yeah, like I'm still trying to chase a fucking starter bag. Honestly, my goal, like a, f- a few months ago, like we found out that we were going to have to move out of our uh, condo that we live in. My goal was to be able to put a down payment on a house by August. So I'm doing that right now. So I'm shooting for like 30 K USD by August. So get these fucking D gods rolling, dude. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Devs need to do something. hundred percent. I'll say a little bit on my thoughts on this. Um, I just want to get a chance to just basically clear it up. I guess, Look, here's what I think. I'm basically a soul and Bitcoin maxi at this point. And I started out as pretty much a Bitcoin maxi. I'll tell you why. For I'll start with Solana and then I'll get to Bitcoin. So to me, Solana and uh, is just in this smart contract race. And that race is right now with Ethereum. Yes. It's with uh, you know things like Near, Atom, Cardano, BNB. Uh, you, know, you have a pretty crowded space of competition. And when you just look at it objectively, like... Solana is probably the most performant out of all of those chains. They're pretty institutional and not that decentralized, which I like a lot because for a smart contract, it never made sense for me for it to be completely decentralized because you, you, it's supposed to be for utility. That's the point of a smart contract is for utility. So do people and users really care more about decentralization or if the fucking thing does what they want it to do? And I think we've already seen that play out with human species when it comes to the privacy and the terms of service with Facebook and all like people are down to give up and trade off on shit. If it means their things are going to be free, if it means that things are going to be better. So people are down for that trade off. We've already seen it and nobody's really reversing in that direction in any major way. So in the long term, medium term, I'm bullish on Solana, but you also have to recognize I'm bullish on Solana because it came out and it's crushing it. So if two or- years from now a chain comes out 
and it does everything that Solana does, and it's better, and it's more scalable, et cetera, et cetera. You're gonna have to rethink your conviction because it's a crowded space, and maybe that thing is better. And I don't know what's gonna happen with this contract, smart contract battle. Maybe ETH is just already won, and it's gonna keep getting bigger. We have no idea really where the smart contract space is gonna go. But it comes to Bitcoin, you know, there's just zero competition for what Bitcoin does in the long term. In the, I'm talking like long, long term. Yeah, and word. As a store of value, as something that had a perfect, immaculate conception that literally started where people were just mining that shit in their basements all around the world, had zero value when it started out, started to collect value. People understood it better, et cetera. Now there's miners all around the world. There's like eight public companies that are literally Bitcoin mining companies. You have companies that are putting their treasury. You have a country that's made it their fucking, you know, reserve currency. And you just see all this shit happening that I'm just like, all right, in retrospect, the money that's in sovereign wealth funds, the money that's in like trading energy internationally, the money that the potential market cap of where a store of value asset when the dollar is complete shit in the long term, where that could go. I have no fucking idea. Like the moon, I mean, the moon potential for that in the long term is just like limitless. Where with smart contract platforms, it's it it might end up being a race to the bottom in that ETH collects the most gas fees as a revenue model. So it's like getting the most. And that's why so much value is accruing to ETH. Where Solana gets nothing, but it's it's gaining so many users. There's more transactions on Magic Eden every day than there are on OpenSea. Yeah, it's so- more user-friendly for like new people. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like utility based, and it's like you a great analogy, which is not like the perfect analogy, but for the NFT DJs in the room, you know, you see a lot of utility based NFTs come out. Like, there's a bunch of these tools. What is like Hydra scripts, like Soluminati, whatever these like utility based NFTs are, and none of them will ever, ever, ever compare in floor price to anything like a fucking board ape, or even potentially like a D God or an SMB, or something that's more art, and, and the value isn't like tied to this one utility, because the ceiling on that is basically infinity. And the same thing goes for, I think, Bitcoin on a much macro, much larger scale, where I'm like, could we see a Bitcoin only run in the next few years? I would not, I would say the probability of that is higher than 50%, given that the money that's going into Bitcoin is very different than the VC money and the people that are going into smart contract platforms. So the reason why it makes sense potentially to stack sats and compared to altcoins is in a race like this, you just don't know when that moment's going to be where we True. hit the top of that Word. market cap and all of the money rotates into Bitcoin. We've seen it happen already after the last yep. cycle when, when everything was crashing, Bitcoin dominance went from a bottom of 29% all the way up to 73%. Like everybody and their mom was rotating all of their altcoins into Bitcoin. ETH went down to $80. And if you don't want to exit the crypto ecosystem, it just seems like it might be smart to continue to stack sats. And again, this is NFA. This is just purely like my opinion on the space. I've given my outline on why I think Solana has a long way to run up, continue. And I have most of my wealth is in both Bitcoin and, uh, and Solana. But I will just say like, you know, I hear it too much and too often in this space where people are new to the space. People are just talking shit about Bitcoin. It's a boomer coin, whatever. But like, that was the same shit when I was reading and I, I went deep in my archive, similar to you chapter, um, just reading how the sentiment was in 2017, 2018 and Bitcoin dominance went lower at that time, but it didn't go as low on this cycle. So I don't know. It just feels like it might end up being where history repeats. Even right now, it's kind of a Bitcoin, mostly a Bitcoin run right now. Solana's doing well, Luna's doing well, but Bitcoin dominance is going back up. So just like, I wouldn't yeah. discount it. You know, one Michael Saylor, last thing I'll say on this rant, and I'm done. Hopefully, this is interesting for some people out there that are listening. Snoozer. Michael Saylor has this awesome thing that he always says. He always goes, uh, you know, 
everyone has these models on price. Everyone has these models on like how the price action of Bitcoin is doing. All it takes is 10 billionaires around the world deciding they each want to buy a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin and all your models are broken. All those billionaires are going to make literally, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars on one trade. And he's just like, it's a sleeping giant that's Mm -hmm. waiting to be woken up. Elon Musk announced that they're going to buy fucking Bitcoin. The price of Bitcoin went up by $10,000. And that was one dude. There's tons of billionaires out there. And one day, and Michael Saylor talks about this all the time. One day, one of them are going to realize, all I have to do, it's just like when the DDAO, when the DDAO buys an <laughs> NFT, it's straight up the same thing. All I have to do is announce I'm buying a billion dollars of Bitcoin. And immediately my Bitcoin and my, my dollar value in that Bitcoin is going to go up by potentially you know 1.5x, 2x, etc. And there's not many things in the world where that is a potential reality. So just come back to gain theory. I think it's just more inevitable than it is unlikely that Word. one of these days, Bitcoin just decouples again from the rest of the crypto space. And I definitely want to be on you that train when that happens. With that. Um, and the tax regulation, show. Yeah. And the tax regulation stuff, what's going to happen with the SEC? Obviously, they've already said Bitcoin is separate from everything, like in terms of it's a property, et cetera. Like, all these things where you just don't know where the crypto space is going to go. So you're, you have a higher risk ratio, so you can make more gains like you're saying, but to have zero exposure to Bitcoin, I, I just like, I think it's probably not the move. Yeah. It's probably yeah, not I the can't move. relate in my opinion, but I, I respect the hustle. Yeah. Definitely 100%. rethinking it now though. Like having heard that, cause I'd never even thought about it in that way. Yeah. And, yeah. Fucking I mean, be right back. Let me floor some D gods and buy some Bitcoin real quick. Jesus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, besides Jesus, that, besides that, dude, yeah, yeah, guys yeah. that's it. That's all it takes. Fuck. That's all yeah, it takes. You know, when sense. you really think about it and, and all of them are motivated and incentivized financially to do it. It's just a ticking time bomb for when it happens, but it's definitely not one of the things like Solana or DGods or whatever you're yeah. holding that you're like waiting I for lo- the 100x or whatever. It's not one of those things. Right, it's like right, a retirement right. fund type of thing. You just don't want to miss that. I you love have how some exposure you started on that, that with the, like the big brain uh, numbers backed answer on why to buy Bitcoin. And at the very end, you chucked one in for the fucking midgets like me. And you were like, oh, wow, it's that quick for it to blow up. All right, I'm going to buy some too. I appreciate that. I need to do the uh, TLDR at the end there. Well, I mean, I think about that too. You know, it sucks to see Bitcoin go down. You're like, oh, it's a hedge against inflation. Yeah. Oh, fuck, the dollar's outperforming this thing for like um, the last three months or whatever. But yeah, it's trains yeah. your diamond hands, bro. Like I have diamond <laughs> dick hands now because I've been holding Bitcoin and watching it go up and down, buying tops, all that all right, shit. I, so, think, you know, uh, yeah. I think I'm going to snag a couple questions. We uh, like posted a tweet, what the fuck should we ask Frank on D Godcast? And I'm just going to read like a couple of them that were kind of like maybe common or maybe good uh, questions. I think what a lot of people asked about is like a fucking book that they can read to be on some big brain shit. Like a lot of people, a lot of people basically ask, you know, like, what, what do you read? What do you listen to? Blah, blah, blah. To get all this shit going on in your head. And it's the worst way possible to explain everything we've been talking about. But I'm, we've been going at it for a while. Yeah, I have three Run things them. I think are like my my North Stars. It's uh, number one, Paul Graham and Paul Graham's essays. Me. Like somebody, somebody will write it down. Somebody, will t- I'll tweet it, whatever. But like, I'll say it. It's like number one is definitely a uh, Paul right. Graham. He's the guy that started Y Combinator, and he has this is this website, paulgram.com, and he has all these essays. And uh, dude, I just have never read somebody that keeps things so interesting and engaging. Some of it's about business building. Some of it's about philosophy. Some of it's about like. Just like raw, like how do you get shit done? The value of hard work, like what he wishes he would have done after high school, like just cool shit that's kind of like relatable, even though he's kind of old. And uh, 
I think that is probably like what got me started in this whole like business building, like, you know, building things, et cetera, wave. So I think that Naval, I think all, probably a lot of us here have heard of Naval, Rodney Kant, like pretty base dude. He's like big in the startup tech space. He has a podcast on Joe Rogan. If you haven't heard that, I mean, like, I would just recommend to just ape the fuck into that podcast, like ASAP. It's probably the best thing you can listen to that's two hours long. Fuck this podcast. I love this podcast. Hey, fuck like, you, Frank. The Naval <laughs> podcast is, uh, no, I mean, this is, this is like close. It's, it's getting there. You know, once you get me off the podcast, it's going to be a lot better. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, Naval's podcast on Joe Rogan is a great place to start. And then there's this book this guy made about Naval called the, the uh, Almanac of Naval Ravni Kant or whatever. And that one's also really great. He just explains things again. Like you guys will notice a the theme here. It's just like super simple, clear, but also just hits in a different way. Um, so those are like the two key ones. And then in terms of game theory and game design, other people have brought it up. There's this book on Amazon. It's got like 20 people that have bought it. I bought it and I read the shit and I was like, oh, wow. It's not even about game theory when it comes to NFTs. It's more about game design. Like how do you set up, how do you create and set up a game? Game theory is more about like personal decision-making, et cetera. But game design is about how you set up these kind of micro economies. It's called intro to game design. It's got like 20 stars, like, or like whatever on Amazon, but it, the guy just bars it. He just explains everything really, really simple uh, and clean. I think those are like the main three things that I think are really consumable easy to digest and all of it is just packed with just okay. straight bangers okay. like it's awesome um yeah. this one says uh find out how big his balls are please do you got numbers on those or um <laughs> no i don't have numbers um, on it uh pretty i'd say it's average yeah. you know perfectly average for a guy you know uh, yeah yeah 100%. um airman's airman's wants to know what's on the playlist playboy cardi Playboy Cardi, Frank Ocean. Um, let's see what else. I mean, I did like Rockhampton a lot. I think Drake is also great. You still like fuck some with of his Kanye? Stuff. Um, yeah, I do like Kanye, but like his recent stuff. Like Life, Life of Pablo yeah, is probably yeah. one of the best albums ever made, in my opinion. Like that shit. If you listen to that today, it's just like, dude, there's just nonstop. It's just fire. Like the whole yeah, way Yeah, where you could like. Before yeah, you, you like, guys got on, word. when uh, Slate turned his camera on, I told him he looked like a white Kanye. And he said but I'm black. I said, I said I'm <laughs> hey, black. Hey, I'm yo. not even white, dude. It's the, it's the screen glare, I oh, guess. But is it, doesn't it kind of look a little like Kanye? <laughs> like a light-skinned Kanye. Yo. Hey, yo, yo, Frank, I got a question. So, Frank, yeah. top five. Who, who are your top five rappers? Like, like who are, who's your top five rappers, like, just off the Let's top see. of the dome? Um, I think, for me, number one is Playboy Cardi. Except for, like, the most recent shit with a whole lot of red. But his first two albums are just, like, absolute perfection. I think uh, after that, it's got to be Drake and then Kanye. And then um, after that, it's tough. There's this guy named Snot that I just personally just fucking love a lot. He's not like that. Where's he, where's he from? Is that I like have no idea where he's from. He's just, like, he's newer. He's younger. But um, I just love, like, pretty much everything he's put out recently. Um and then, dude, top five is always just tough. three. Three is fine. Three yeah, is it is. Right yeah, word. Top five is hard. Yeah, I think those are like the top three for sure. Plus, yeah, snot. those those are the top, top three. I'm gonna for look sure. that up. But I also like this this genre of music called hyperpop. Um, when I take Adderall and listen to uh, <laughs> hyperpop, it gets me like to work pretty pretty hardcore. Oh, Kevin Abstract is another guy. He's a guy from Brockhampton. Oh, I think he's just like fucking awesome. He's on the come up. He's he's really sick too. He made yeah he made hyper pop like awesome. fucking K pop um, or something. He has an interview like with techno? Rick. Rubin. What is up? No, no, it's like uh when you hear Hundred Gex is probably like the biggest of the hyper pop like uh, bands or whatever. But 
it's just where people do like kind of crazier vocal effects. It's very like candy pop. The biggest song, if you guys heard it, uh, it's called Sugar Crash. It was like a big song on TikTok. Um, but yeah, I mean, Hyperpop is just good for fucking working. And I think there's some good stuff there. There's a guy named Deco. He, uh, he, he just makes like sick rap plus Hyperpop stuff. But I know it sounds kind of lame, but I think it's actually pretty sick. Uh, yeah, I think Bacardi to me, dude, is just like, the fucking goat man like his early shit before before whole lot of red i i could listen to that 24 7 all of it is fucking awesome yeah and frank ocean is but my frank ocean is my favorite artist obviously the name frank hey we're, oh, I'm we're on that, i feel that, on that same yeah, deal, bro. like uh frank ocean blonde i didn't i i kind of curved it at first when i heard it because i you know i was same. i was Dude, i was same. waiting for like another channel orange and then like i saw my boy on twitter like always talking about like blonde is the best album of all time blah 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 and i was like all right i'll go back and listen to it and it, like when i like gave it another chance it became my hands down favorite album of all time Dude, this is great this is actually related to d gods i'll tell you this so like, with frank ocean and blonde um I was also a big Channel Orange fan, and I heard Blonde exact same way. I kind of curved it at first. Because, like, what are you expecting, right? This guy may think about you. And the first song that you hear is this dude with a super, like, chipmunk voice. That's kind of, like, it's just off-putting. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, what am yeah, I yeah. listening to at first? But the guy put so much of thought and effort and, and into the actual album. And it's still a fucking pop album. It still went number one. But it, w- it wasn't what anybody was expecting. But he still made it consumer-friendly. And people anybody could listen to Nights. Anybody can listen to Solo. Anybody can listen to Ivy. Like, he still had the bangers and the hits in there, but he made it in an, in an interesting way that nobody was expecting. And we always say that internally with the team, with Dead Gods. We're trying to make Dead Gods like the blonde <laughs> for D-Gods being Channel Orange in a way where it's like, yo, this is not what people oh, are expecting. Wow. This is going to be brutal. It's going to be like different from the other art that exists out there, but it's still going to be a pop song at the end of the day. It's still going to be a pop album. Like we're st- And that's why, you know, if you guys have noticed, a lot of the early previews that we made, were more just like poppy, full of color, just like rainbow shit happening everywhere. But mm. now that we've been really kind of narrowing down all the different elements and the attributes, we talk about all the time where, yo, we made something sick with the original D gods, but with dead gods, we want to make it where we're, ch- it's more challenging, but the people that really fuck with it are going to fuck with it on, on another level where there's just like lore in little pieces of the fucking art, but it's also just an icy color. You look at it zoomed out. It's still dope. It still looks sick. You still want to rep that D god. But um, I've, I've heard, yeah, we're trying to make blonde. I've heard time. blonde yeah, 100%. hundreds of times, and I still hear some new stuff every once in a while when I'm listening to it. You know, when, like when I'm really listening, I hear a new thing that he did. Here's a good question: What's your favorite blonde? I'm, I'm the same way. I think I've listened to it a billion times. I have the I have the Boys Don't Cry like magazine, fucking amazing. We're looking at that for some inspiration too. Uh, I love I love everything Frank Ocean's ever touched. But um, what, 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 what are you guys' favorite songs on on Blonde? I gotta ask. I can't even tell you my favorite song because like the way that I listen to it, I listen to it all the way through every single time. So it's like yeah, kind of one yeah. big song to me. So I can't even tell you what my favorite song is on that one. Yeah, I would say like what it, it really kind of goes back and forth. Like when it comes because you know how like you'll just be like listening to some shit and then you'd be like vibing to some shit for a while. And then it's kind of like, you know, then you go off, listen to some other shit and then you repick that you rediscover that album almost. You know, I so I'd probably say like, uh, like for me, like, uh, I'd probably say, uh, what's it? I can't remember if I think it, you know, I honestly, I think let's say the last song, no, 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 white Ferrari for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, I, you know, I still, you know, I don't know. Like at first I wasn't fucking with it, but still I'll be, you know, listen to that poolside combo. Last yeah, yeah. self-control. Oh, I yeah, love self-control. Control. Yeah. 
Yeah, like the vulnerability. You know what I yeah. mean? Just to think about that shit. You know, actually, it was, you know, I had, I remember when this shit dropped. You know, I remember I heard the shit and I was like, wait a minute, wait, what? Like, you know, it's just, you know, conceptually, like, you know, like, holy shit. Like, you know, just thinking about, you know, just thinking through like some of this shit, you know, like Frank, yo, Frank Ocean's a fucking G, bro. Straight yeah, up. absolute genius. Um, for me, it's like you said the last song. That's actually my favorite. It's called Future of Free. And uh, dude, I feel like every time something amazing happens in, in my life, I'll listen to that song because it's like the most nostalgic, reflective song. He's talking about how he used to work like, you know, oh, a yeah, job it is, and, like, it is yeah, the last yeah. song. Yep. It yeah, is the yeah, last yeah. song. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. I'm looking uh, at the lyrics. Yeah, it's this one. Yep. Dude, it, one. it goes, it hits so hard. And what's cool, even with Frank Ocean related NFTs and shit, funny connection here, but it's like, I'm a huge fan, right? Like I'm on the subreddit. I'm a stan. Like I, I really like Frank Ocean. <laughs> and there's like Frank Ocean lore. Like, you know, when he was performing uh, solo at his, uh, it's so sick. When he was performing solo live. I saw him at FYF in LA. And when he's performing solo, he, you know, the thing in the beginning is self-control. He goes like poolside combo. But he actually mm -hmm. has like a little freestyle that he did at all his live shows that was the actual poolside convo. And then Good Guy, which oh, is just kind of like this tiny interlude song in, in the album. He makes it a full on like belting, beautiful vocals, like full on song at his live show. And uh, it's just like, dude, he, he built the literal like fucking lore for the album as he was making the live show. Like everything that dude touches, it's just well thought out, but feels casual. And that's like the vibe that I think the D gods are going to adopt down the line where it's like, yo, we do think about this shit like really hardcore, whether it's the tokenomics, whether it's the fucking art itself. But we treat it really casual. We're going to be like, yeah, that's just like the case. That's just how it is. And we just make jokes. We're memeing. But we put a lot of time and effort into it. And I think that's just the ultimate level of cool, which if you guys really think about it, the best NFT has to just be the coolest fucking thing to own. Like Bored Ape is just cool to fucking own at the end of the day. D guys are going to be cool as fuck to just own and have one. I think Dead God's going to take us in that direction where like, yo, this art is just fucking disgusting. Like, this is nasty. Like I got to own one of these things. And that's where we want to really take it. Um, and yeah, I think Blonde, it's sick that you guys Dude, are Frank Ocean fans. I already know I can fuck I love with you guys. Because yeah, that's a huge, huge info. D-Gods, Channel yeah. Orange, Dead Gods, Blonde. Yeah, we're, no, that it, it's crazy to actually just think about, like, I guess, like, the parallels and, like, all the shit. But, uh, yo, speaking of that, yo, speaking of, like, fucking, like, that Frank Ocean uh, freestyle you were talking about. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, just, hey, just, like, because there's this alpha... Uh, or there were, no, I got some alpha. There was this fucking freestyle that fucking Kanye did. And uh, then it got fucking pulled from everywhere. I actually have it. I got to fucking send this shit to you guys. Mm -hmm. But it was, uh, he was on stage. I think it was with, uh, it was Mike, him and Mike Dean. And it's kind of like, I think, I can't remember what album it was. Which was the one that uh, had Pinocchio on it? Like the Pinocchio freestyle? That was that graduation. Was Jesus, no? It was a graduation, wasn't it? No, it was, no, it wasn't Yeezus. Oh, 808, 808, okay, yeah, it's 808. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, no, I got this fucking freestyle. I don't know if you guys fucking heard it, but it fucking like, uh, cause it, it, cause there was a video and it was online, but then that shit got fucking pulled. But I ended up getting the MP3. This was a long time ago. I'll send this shit to you guys. Um, but bro, dude, I think I remember bro. hearing it. He just talked about Pinocchio. Is that what? The, is that the one? Or? No, 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 no. It's 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 so so basically for this, I can't remember. I I don't know like the fucking premise and shit, but I got the shit. It's called uh. Uh, it's called I Need It All. No, it's called I Want It All. And it's to the fucking Heartless beat, or it starts off. Yo, like, you got to send me the like, shit. 
Yeah, he's I'm like gonna, in I'm the nod. For, I'm gonna play bro, for Delilah and the boys. I'll, I'll send this yeah, shit yeah, yeah. to you. Yeah, I'll send you this shit because I was gonna say you can't find it. You can't find this shit anywhere. But I'll send you guys this shit. This shit's fucking hard, bro. I'm pumped. You guys gotta fucking protect this shit. Put this shit in your ledger. <laughs> Put this shit in your ledger. Mint that shit. Let's go. I send it to you. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, side note, side note, side. Yeah, note, we're gonna side need note. to release a, a a short version of this and an abridged version and the real version. Oh we yeah, can do, uh, we can do a Frank after hours or something. Yeah, I could tell JB's getting a little bit bored. What about you, JB? Um, what kind I, of music I you to? A little bit of everything. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm not like I, I like Frank Ocean, but I'm not as versed on it as you guys are. Uh, I I'm a I'm a no, like, totally, yeah. down and dirty like <laughs> Southern boy when it comes to rap. I feel like I like a lot of like Jeezy, Gucci Mane, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. And when or, it, yeah, yeah. When it when it went oh, for from sure, like Wayne, that yeah, to yeah, like yeah. kind of the hella mumbly, like you don't understand the fucking words these. I kind of like yeah. fell off of rap a little bit and got into a little more uh, like country and fucking, you know, but um, no, I fuck with everything. Oh, and honestly, I've been Slate oh, and sick. Jimmy have yeah. been putting me on like some new shit and uh, I've been getting back into it because, yeah, there's there was honestly just a time where I like just kind of quit listening to rap, dude, because everything on the radio, like we showed him Pop Smoke. He, he wasn't really about it. Pop Smoke to me can do better, I think. Well, I guess he can't he can't do hey, better, but right, rest in peace. But, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, I like I and, and I like uh, like older like I love like the fucking locks and like Mob Deep and just like I like like murder music, bro. And so when when like popular yeah, rap kind of strayed away from that type of thing for me and and went to uh you know this more like poppy or like mumbly like I just kind of stopped fucking with it as much but I've been getting back into it a lot so maybe we uh maybe we have a, a Frankie after hours episode two where you guys can just put me on to some some new good rap and shit but um yeah word bro yeah. I was gonna say I think that when it comes to uh. I guess like what you were saying about like fucking like murder music, like bro, like literally I fucking. So right now, like I if I had to, to give bro, you like, like a top two rappers who are like more current, it'd be Benny the Butcher and Conway the Machine. Yes. Yeah. Word. Just Griselda. Like heavy yeah. Word shit. for sure. Yeah. I, I fuck with I fuck with Griselda. Like like me, bro. Like yeah, bro. I want to fucking hear all that fucking. I want to hear right. fucking gun rhymes, <laughs> the punchlines. You know, I be watching like the battle raps and shit. But it's just like you know, yo, bro. There's this fuck. Did you guys ever see that fucking movie that Eminem fucking made? The uh, the one Eight Mile. No, came after Eight Mile. No, no, it came. It came after Eight Mile. The movie. There's probably the, the not. Not one. Probably. No, I see that shit. We'll, we'll look Bruh. into it. Yo, it. Send us I'll, the I'll, link. I'll, yo, I'll definitely fucking. I'll, bro, I'll, right, I'll send you guys the YouTube. Trailer, Nobody that's bro. listening you to the podcast like, is gonna be able shit. to see that, so we're gonna. <laughs> keep her oh yeah 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 um, but anyway, yeah no yeah, i'm yeah, a, I'm, note, I'm like uh, I, mean, I played like i know chapter you said before that you like rap in high school and shit like i played in a hardcore band in high school so like if i want to be if i want to be like poppy oh, or word. like punky or whatever i'll listen to like punk rock or something so yeah or when word. i'm you know feeling fucking grimy is when i'll get on that that murder music but yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a but, mood, um, you know. All right, boys. I think uh, I think this might be a fucking wrap for episode one. I think that was Let's phenomenal. Up, I think we covered pretty much every topic you could possibly cover. The most insane album Holy was You guys put like, me in some tough positions, bro. I, yeah, I don't even think I could like top said, three yeah. the alpha that we dropped on here. It's just like. It feels like an hour ago that we. Well, I guess it was. It feels like days ago that we said Delilah and Taylor are dudes. 
absolutely <laughs> wild so this is yeah. this will be a yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. i'm gonna have to go in the other room right now and i'm gonna tell them hey guys yeah, this this listen. will be this will be a <laughs> fucking know. treat uh yeah. and we're gonna keep doing these once a week and i think it's gonna be absolutely phenomenal i think it's gonna be great for everyone in the d gods community but also just like the space like there's a lot of podcasts that are very nft centric and very serious and kind of snooze fests and i think we kind of want to do a little bit different i think we very much accomplished that with episode one so frankie appreciate you joining us and uh not bailing even though we thought you weren't going to show for a little bit but you came through and appreciate you doing (laughs) that and uh slate chapter we out